Yogi. How you going tonight, mate? Welcome, Craig. Welcome to the radio, Craig. I'm well, thank you, mate. How are you going? Oh, today? very well, mate. I've just been having a bit of a bit of a lazy day, I suppose. Not doing too much. It was uh, it was reported uh, earlier on in the weekend that you might actually have the weekend home, and I and I kind of I kind of like that idea, mate. It's yeah. always nice on a Friday when you can sort of say, I'm going to have a pretty good weekend. And don't care what you do, and don't care where, as we all know in this industry, when you can have a couple of days at home that looks free, you're going to have a great time, you know? It's fantastic. Mm. There's no... Have you pulled your Christmas tree down? Is that a a thing, Uh, or did you? I think that's been down for a while. (laughs) Ah, well, knowing knowing who lives with you, he's a very organised person then. Mm. So one would say... That it might have been put down. So anyway, welcome to Saturday yeah. night. It's just me and you holding the fort down for a little while. It is. Mike's out, gone out for dinner. He will be joining us a bit later, and we'll also have Rob Free joining us a little bit after seven thirty tonight. So, and that'll be seven thirty Australian Eastern Daylight Savings Time. <laughs> Australian stupid Daylight <laughs> Savings Time. Now, because I can say that because when we last spoke, I was on the Great East Coast, and now I'm on the South Coast of Western Australia. I, uh, I, I, and we love this in the trucking world. I am so close to home, yet so far from home. So yeah. we, we, we were unloading tomorrow in a little place called Albany, which is a major town, a couple of hours south of me, and then uh, once I kick that off tomorrow. Little job to do back towards home, and then I'll get home tomorrow night. So, right. Yeah, so, for for a lot of us, we were, you know, trucking around, driving around, working, doing whatever before Christmas, and thinking, ah, oh, we're going to have our, you know, a little bit of time off over Christmas and New Year. But this is it now for you, isn't it? Yeah. This this <laughs> this to me is my is my Christmas Eve. Yeah. So it's, so the next couple of days are when I start winding down, going, oh, beauty, I'll. I'll I'll start looking to unhook the truck and uh, put the truck in the shed and start working through the process of uh, of getting the auto lick out to fit it a couple of two ways and I need a starter motor maybe and just start running off a list of jobs because uh, when I get home, uh, I've got a couple of days' work, which is going to be a normal person's week, yeah. and then I'm leaving to go down the coast uh, for two weeks off at the end of January. So. We, we, we love Amanda, and she's uh, she never really, with her dad being on a sheep and wheat farm, never had a lot of family holidays together. So that's the only thing that Amanda says to me is make sure you're home for the end of January for a couple of weeks with the family down the coast. So you, you'll finish your holiday down the coast and then catch the big bird, I believe, to Koroit. Yeah, so that'll we'll be we'll be relaxing and putting the feet up. There's about twenty of us that go down there, and you know the, the, the varying different occupations and people, and it's uh, it's great. We have a really good time, really really good deep of kids, and uh, we we don't have our oldest because Jack works now, so therefore the family holiday starting to change for us. Mm. So it's a, it's always interesting when you when you have that family holiday and now that I've got a working child, so he he goes back to work on Monday. So we go away and he goes back to work. Yeah. So my mum's at home and she looks after. Well, she she come over, 
She's going to look after him. He, he doesn't need looking after him. But anyway, she's going to say, I'm probably yeah, fuss over him. Not, nice to still have someone around the house, though, isn't it? To uh, Yeah, so him. we don't. Yeah, so the dog, Rocco, the hound dog, he can't come down. He generally comes with us, but we're going to another uh, caravan park that we don't quite know. So he'll stay at home. Yeah, with mum, mum and Jack, and although maybe we might, we, I don't know, we haven't worked that out yet. But I'm, but I'm winding down, Craig, and it's kind of, I don't know, buddy. You, you sort of get, you, you just get into the groove right through Christmas and New Year. To me, Christmas is is literally a weekend off. Where it ends up, it's just a couple of days off. You know, we we, we keep pushing on. I've supplied a service to my customers, knowing that I'll be there, knowing that we'll come up for them, but always knowing that I'm gone at the end of January for a couple of weeks. Mm. And that's that's a bit of yogi time, eh? Yeah, a bit of time to, you know, well, just head down the coast and put me big bear paws in the ocean and uh, feel the sand between the toes of the bear paws and uh, see, and <laughs> see what a bit happens. R&R and sort of forget about the phone for a little bit. Yeah, yeah, the the old voicemail will go on there. I'm working out of a South Coast depot. You know where you are. I'll bring the fishing rods and some stubbies and we'll catch up. So, yeah, talk to me in two weeks if you want a job or send me a text. Mm. <laughs> it's generally what I put on it. So we all do it. And, and, and you, you know, you're married to the phone and we've just got to have that little bit of downtime and just sort of throw the phone in the cupboard and, you know, go, go and do whatever we need to do or wherever it is and just... I've learnt that and that's where I'm really grateful for Amanda's like you've got to do it and if you don't do it and I've only done it for the last four or five years I, you know prior to that our first five years of owning Kendall Trucking or establishing Kendall Trucking I never had a fee time off just, at all just flat out all the time but that's that's what well, yeah. when you when you're building um, yeah that's right you just go you, where, yeah. whether you know because you, you end up in a funny sort of world don't you like you've got time off in May Mm. Quiet. Money. Yeah. It's not going anywhere. So you don't do it then because it's nothing going on, and you have a week or so in May. The weather's bad. You know, oh, I can't fly to Bali because that's going to cost money. So you don't do anything. Yeah, you, you end up yeah. just staying at home. And, and not, yeah, normally the time you, you end up in during the year is is like a forced holiday that you weren't expecting. Um, whether it's because something's wrong with the truck or it's got wet or. Yeah. You know, yeah, your, yeah. your round trip yeah. that you'd put together just went to shit. One so, lap fell off it. Yeah. You end up with a week. And, yeah. yeah. Oh. So you yeah. end up having a week off, but it's the week off you didn't want to have. Yeah. It's not the week off you don't want to spend dollars. Yeah. And then you think, well, well, we'll just, we'll just, because Albany's a couple of hours. So our, our nearest McDonald's case, so he's two hours away, right? So that's a big town for us. So you go, oh, we'll, we'll just go down there for a night and, and go out and do a bit of shopping and, and then you buy a couple of truck parts and some truck washing and <laughs> something else. And then you go back home and go, oh, the phone might ring, you know, it mightn't be too bad. Yeah. So, yeah. But it's always <laughs> always about spending money, isn't it? Like in those times. Yeah. So yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah you're yeah, either yeah. forced yeah. to have that, that little holiday and you've got no income. Or, yeah, 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 yeah. Or yeah, you're forced yeah, to do yeah. it and it's going to cost you 50 grand for a new motor. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah. That's right. Not, not that's right. The, yeah. the, the, the funnest is that a word? The funnest times. Yeah, the funnest <laughs> time. No, that's right. Yeah, it's it's, it's that time of owning uh, owning your own stuff and yeah, yeah. That's it's, what it's happened, interesting so. times, mate. Yeah. Interesting so times. We, we were lucky yeah. enough to catch up with um with our good friend Paul the other night. 
Oh, and, that was uh, a fun time. Yeah, and have a look out over the valley there. I'll tell you what, beautiful spot, isn't it, to just sit there and reflect. <laughs> and yeah. Yeah, yeah, take it all yeah. in. So. Yeah, 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 fantastic place. Yeah, there's a few miles like, travelled that night too, wasn't there? Oh, we went around Australia four times, I reckon, mm. there, non-stop. Sometimes non-stop. in a really shiny clean truck. <laughs> oh, <laughs> sometimes in a really, really, really shiny clean truck. <laughs> sometimes we looked at mine and went, that's really dirty, mm, we need to do something the, about it. Don't. The, f- but the photos we, we, that come through there on Wednesday night of the... the uh, yeah, the clean trucks, and I do. I do admire him for being able to do that. Um, yes, yeah, it, it's commitment that um, to anything, and you know, we look at things on at the moment, like um, like summer that's in Canberra, and yeah, and you look at the commitment that that people put into their vehicles. Um, you know, just the 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 cleaning and polishing, but those. Those cars are far in excess of what most blokes do with a truck for a truck show. Um, oh yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, we see some pretty tidy trucks and some some pride there. But one thing that baffles me still um, is you do all that on a car and then you chuck it in the burnout competition. Oh no! Oh no! I know. Oh, no, oh, like, no. They're happy to do it. They love it. And I actually had the pleasure for a couple of years of being a fire marshal at. The summer nats burnout competitions and the go to work. Did you? Yeah. So it was uh, a, a friend of mine who I worked with him, Richard Jones, who was a big part of summer nats at, at one point. Um, Ditch, people would know him as. He, you know, he got us in there to to work as a fire crew. And yeah, good front seat, I can tell you that. As, as long as you oh, smoke. I don't. <laughs> I don't, I don't, I just, I just, I don't have any desire for it. And I know my young bloke's into it. He loves it. He loves peeling sets off and going, yeah, but I just, I just, oh, every time I smell tyres, like, it costs me money. Mm, yeah. We, we were, when we, when we travelled with the kids, we were lucky enough to end up at, um, we were actually at Dully Waters and we are at the pub there yeah. enjoying the, the beautiful feed that they put on there. Um, and that, that's an experience on its own. But um, yeah. that night, there was a few car transporters come in with cars that were heading towards um, Alice for the Red Centre Nats, which oh, was right. actually on, I think, a week after we were out there this year too. But So we, we got to the caravan park at uh, Alice and didn't even really know before we left that that's, you know, that, yeah, that's just how our trip turned out. So we ended up going to... The red centre nats out there, and in the burnout, you know, the burnout competition, and just the, the way the wind blew that day was directly onto the crowd. Um, oh. so you couldn't get away from it. And, oh, you know, no. and obviously a good a good burnout, and here's you getting covered in um, in smoke and that. But you, you don't realise yeah. how much. Um, like you, you walk away, and you, your face is black. From the smoke, yeah, right, and yeah, well, yeah, yeah. yeah. So, but it was it was interesting times. But you know, it was always good going to the summer nats. So I, I used to love it when they were, they were um, you know cruising Northbourne Avenue on that. And I think they, they do it again now. They had banned it for a few years because of um, yeah, as we all know, in a crowd, there's always a few that can't contain themselves. Um, yeah, it's it's yeah, yeah. I, I think the red centre nats actually 
take the vehicles off them if they get caught in the streets doing a burnout. Yeah, it's hard. It's hard to sort of. I know you can't. You can't do it, right? But geez, it, it, look, you're seeing people doing it at some nights when they step out of the uh, step out of the line and they just line them up and, and just. <laughs> oh, and that's where the you know, like the sort of the odd, the oddness of I don't, I don't get it. I don't get it. But people do it, and they they get banned, I suppose, and kicked out, yeah. and they just they, and it's the horsepower like in, horsepower involved. It's not like it's hard to do a burnout. So yeah, but anyway, it's exciting times for them all, and it's you know for yeah. some nets in Canberra, it's something that they're talking about the biggest show of one hundred twenty thousand people through the gates or something. Well, it's some nets this year. Yeah. Yeah. So, right, wow. Yeah. So. I, I really, I'd, I'd go, like, me, me and Amanda, um, me, me and Amanda talked about going maybe, you know, like it'd be great to go. Like she doesn't mind it, but I, I'd go for the, you know, I'd go for the, the, the show and shine and mm. for the for the level of detail that people put in and out of the cars and what they do. Mm. Like is, um, yeah, he's, he's sort of crazy, you know. Like right. it'd be good to see that. You just get the ideas of what's right or wrong and, you know what you need to do and what what you could do, and oh, I reckon that'd be that'd be awesome. But you won't find me at the burnout. So I'm yeah. sorry, mate. You won't find me at the burnout. But that that um, <laughs> you know, it's something like the summonats and that you see the, you know, when you go that next level and you've got cars that are actually on stands and not normal. They're not normal car jacks. They're probably chrome polished car stands. But underneath yeah. it, you know, there's mirrors and carpet and it's yeah the the effort that's gone to is amazing. Um, yeah, right. Yeah, for, for what they do. So, but yeah, it's it's always good to have a look at the, the, you know, the builds that people do and the passion that goes into it, you know, like hours and hours. Not everyone's cup of tea. I understand that. But, yeah, you know, yeah. I love looking at the workmanship, you know, through, through the trades that I've done, you know, you take a lot of pride in what you do. And, yeah, those... Um, these people that do that, they're just they're amazing in my view, in what they can do. Yes, yeah, the de- de- dedication and uh, you know and the commitment. And I've been, I've been just look, look, the phone's been quite good the last couple of weeks. have been great out the paddock. Their phone hasn't been too busy, and which is nice. We can have a sort of end up with a couple of weeks off down the coast, and it's not too bad. Yeah. Um, but I've been getting through a couple of Southbound podcasts, and you just start listening to to people when they restore a truck. The mm. money that's thrown into restoring <laughs> trucks and what it is, so you can only but imagine when someone like when you're restoring something, it costs money to paint. Fair, it's fair, right? No dramas yeah. at all. But when you when you want a motor performance enhancement, it's just dollars on dollars on dollars in it. You know, yeah. there's just yeah. un, unbelievable the amount of money and just the the amount of power that can be laid down. In that short amount of time, just completely blows me away yeah. with what they, you know, what's to Oh, and like the time involved in, you know, you know, oh, these, these motors that are balanced and blueprinted and blah, 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 yeah. blah. It's the, the time and money these days that goes into that sort of thing. But, you know, the engine bays when they're hiding every every single wiring loom and, you know, you look yeah, you know, the inner panels of a, in, on a guard are, are just as highly polished as what the outside is. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, <laughs> to pump out, just, I know, around about a thousand horsepower. <laughs> yeah, just, just an amazing, <laughs> amazing commitment to what they do. So. Yeah, yeah, it's definitely a, a passion and an art, and I, 
you know, and look, we, we had a good chat with, with Paul and Amanda the other night, like cars, cars and trucks go hand in hand, don't they, you know, to a certain degree. So, they yeah. do, and you know, you go from the summer that style to the hot rod shows and that, which I know Paul's quite involved in. And, yep, um, yep. Yeah, again, it's it's passion on a different level again, you know, something something different. But, you know, I, I love seeing yeah. people that have that passion and something that fills in their time more than, um, you know, just sitting around the week and doing nothing. But, yeah, it's uh, to have the, the space to build something like that is also important. Um, yeah. We looked at some, some stuff there that Paul had. It's obviously some projects there. Oh, yeah. Yeah, 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 good. Good crossovers with different projects and, and what it is and where it is. So, uh, yeah, 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 yeah. It's, um, She's good yeah, stuff, it'll be, eh? It'll but, be interesting, but Yeah. We must, um, we must go and talk about our our oversize, mate. Size matters. Queensland Rails. Righto. Don't, guess don't what? hit a bloody bridge. Yes. Is that what they say? What they say, size matters. They say, no, you're trucking hot. I say, I don't care for two weeks. Yeah, <laughs> you're right. <laughs> I'm out. I'm done. I, I, I'll wait. The only thing I'll be checking is the height of the fridge. That's <laughs> what I'll be doing north and southbound to, the, to my chair. Well, I'll, be, oh, I'll have to probably check the height of the minibus going into into the winery tours that we're going on. I didn't see an itinerary oh. of some kind of winery tours. Oh, so you've got an itinerary for your holiday? No. No. Someone said we're going on a winery tour one day. Winery tour. Yeah, yeah. But no, you're trucking lights. Yeah. All you people go out there and check them for me because I won't be checking for two weeks for Queensland Rail. Thank you very much for getting behind us again. No, you're trucking lights. Mm. Yeah. <laughs> uh, well, I've had, um, like over time, we get, a, we get a few music requests and that. I did, I did send you a message the other day about your something from you, but. Obviously, you were too busy checking the width of your truck with those special little mirrors that you've had on there. No, I mean, I can throw them away. Yeah. So that, um, last night. So that, those mirrors, like you, you sent me some photos there last <laughs> night, they actually do have a purpose for drying towels. Yeah, correct. So that's about all you're going to do with a mirror extension in South Australia when you're running oversize. You need mirror extensions. Yeah. Right. So the only good purpose about a mirror extension is you can hang your towel over it once you've had a shower at the border. At the That's border. That's where I was. Mm. At the border. Well, so once I pulled my towel out, I pulled the pin and threw their mirror extensions in the toolbox, hidden away where they will stay until the day I need to do it all again. Yeah. Which? Yeah. yeah. Could be soon. Could be later. Who knows? Oh, yeah. So this is the thing. Yeah, yeah. How cool is this? Like, well, it's not cool. Like you said, you're right. We're going to Croix Truck Show, 27th yeah. of January at Croix in Victoria. In South, South, what, what's it? South, Southern Victoria? No, to be oh, West Croix. Southwestern, is it? Okay. Southwestern, mate. Yeah, it's down on no. the South Coast, I suppose, North in Victoria. Western, if you're looking at it from Melbourne. <laughs> yeah, that's why I don't know. That's or, right. It's down anyway, Croix. Good show, good, good truck show run by good truck people. Mm. So yeah, so they do. They get a good, really good turnout because the weather's good down there, it's, and it's a nice part of the world. There's a lot of big trucks from down that area, and a lot of good support for the Croix Truck Show. Mm. So we'll wander down there as a group to the yep. Croix Truck Show. We we get on the big 
the big bird and we fly in, fly out, and then we get home and then uh, right arm into Jamie, we load up, we saddle up and we head straight back across the paddock. Straight back over. Ah, <laughs> uh, yeah. Heading back I over and you'll be there for the um, National Road Freighters Conference at Shepparton. Yeah, which is shaping up quite well there at Moose, the uh, National Road Freighters Conference. Good. Yep, and it's, it's proudly sponsored by VDAC. They're our major oh, sponsor for the day. Um, for the whole event, Perfect. we've got uh, Hubfleet have come on board as well as a sponsor. TBI Insurance will be there, um, and a few others. I should, I should have asked Colette to come down. She's got the, she's got the whole uh, this whole show there. Work. I um, the last one we went to at Wagga. Like, I mean, there's some good people out there doing some good things, right? Now, I've been on the board for the Road Freighters for a little while now. Yep. Uh, and I re- the, the last couple of conferences I've been to at Toowoomba and, and Wagga have been really, really eye-opening mm. and really, really good. There's been some really good speakers there, yeah. some really well-thought-out exercises, some really good insights. If you've got a passion for the industry, but then there's, there's a lot of transport hub around that area. It's not far to come for the day. I highly encourage you to come for the day, have stay a- for the dinner, come for the day, have a look, have a listen, get a chance to sit on tables, mm. the people that make decisions. That's right. It's, it's, and it gives you an opportunity to voice what you want to say. Um, and these people actually turn up because they want to listen as well. So, you know, we have, have politicians turning up. We have... You know, like the NTC turning up. We've got, you know, people from unions, all sorts of areas, different associations, and that's something that, you know, the boards work very hard at to yeah. to encourage all associations to work together. Um, mo- most of what we want changed is all quite common. So, Great. you know, we're in a space now where we're actually getting everyone to the table. Um and, and each each association is also inviting the others to attend their their things as well. So, you know, we've got a, got a very common industry voice at the moment, um, which has been great. So I'd encourage yeah. anyone to come along. I did get a text yeah, from oh. She said NTI, their major sponsor as well. Um, so, I, you know, from me personally, I you know, you sort of think, oh, some of these conferences are, Oh, it's a bit of a talk fest, and you sort of, oh, I don't know, you know, like we'll go and sit there and listen. But I've, I've really enjoyed the last couple of Road Freighters Conference, and it's been a real eye-opener, mm. you know, for, for for myself. So if any, if you lot are like me and you've got a bit of an idea about what you think is right or wrong, I, 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 can't, I can't encourage you enough to turn up on the day yeah. and, and to be there and support it. It's, it's just the lineup is quite good, so... Head over to the Road Traders Facebook or the Road Traders website and National Road Yeah, we can book tickets there. If you go to nrfa.com.au, if you scroll down the page a little bit, there'll be a link to be able to purchase tickets, uh, whether you just want to come along for the day or even just for the dinner or both. Um, So obviously if you... Come for the day, stay for the dinner. Yeah, if you you purchase a package for both, it's a little bit cheaper. Um, If... If you're a member, it's a little bit cheaper, and I would encourage as many people as possible to sign up um, and become a member. And, and if you don't want to become a member of the NRFA, 
uh, become a member of something, have a voice. It's very important. Um, so, but yeah, but turn up on the day and you'll be able to actually mingle with some of these people who make decisions or who are also very influential in yeah. the people that make decisions. So I think uh, last year I think I sat next to a really, really important delegate. Um, she was – Colette was her name, sensational person. So, yeah, mm. great insight. Anyway, <laughs> au. have a look at that. Uh, from that page, you can sign up, become a member as well. 11 bucks a month. Perfect. Perfect. Yeah, get involved. You know, give us your number. That's all we need to uh, to help make a difference. That's That helps us fight for, for what's going on. So, yeah. Anyway, moving on, Yogi. Right, mate. Right. So, what? What? Are you, what? What? Is, what is your world at the moment, Craig? Are you, you know, is 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 the, is the world picking up, or is the world slowing down? Where do you find yourself in sandwiching at the moment? Are you? I don't know. You're busy enough, mate. Yeah, busy enough. There's there's no. It's not like there's a uh, a total lack of work. I think the whole industry has tightened up a bit. Um, we talk about, you know, is the road still busy? with um, people travelling or caravans and that. Um, I do get the feeling that a lot of it's slowed down. I've, I do see some reports of people talk about it's getting too expensive to travel um, and and paying upwards of like $60, $70 a night for a powered site. Um, yeah, that's crazy money, though. I know, I know you're, you're, you've probably booked a powered site here for a few, for a few weeks and... I'd probably nearly yeah. think that you'd have no idea what it's going to cost you. No, over there, no. No, I know we had to pay. No, you're right. I don't. I don't know. I know we had to pay a deposit. Yeah. So a lot of things have, I know in some areas. Maybe 700 bucks. Yeah. I think there's some sites around here locally that might be about that for the week. So, you know, if you're if you're trying to retire and head off, um I think that could be quite expensive, but you know, I do see a general industry slowdown, um, which normally has a, a bit of a reflection on on um, the economy as a whole. Yeah. So. Yeah. yeah but it's funny. You, it's funny you should say that you, what you've seen is a bit slower on the east coast, but uh, yesterday and today, there's a lot. There's a lot of, actually, especially more so yesterday, there was a lot of caravans heading towards Adelaide. So I was out around Sejuna, Streaky Bay, uh, Port Lincoln, all that area. I left Iron Knob and went to just inside the border yesterday, you know. So there was a lot of caravans and and travellers heading sort of east. So I'd imagine everybody's finishing up on that Friday home Saturday, get ready for work on Monday. Yep. So I, I did see a little bit more traffic in the last sort of few days than I've seen, you know, at other parts of that time. And I'll tell you, it was full on travelling travelling where I went between Christmas and New Year and I've seen some really, really dumb things. I've seen some really, really <laughs> smart ideas. <laughs> I've seen some really, really, really stupid people that should be driving. <laughs> yeah, it does. Uh, stupid people in cars. It does concern me like we... I don't know. You still see it every day, and you know, like, like you, 
we've got a son that's, you know, well, he's just about to get his licence. Yeah. And I am so concerned, not so much about what he does, but, you know, there's so many people on the road these days that just don't seem to take any responsibility for where they're at. And Yeah, you don't want to be a part of the problem, but part of the solution, but don't be the problem and don't be in the part of the solution. Yeah, I don't know what's going on there, you know. Yeah, like you just wish they, <laughs> they didn't want to get a licence anymore. Um, yeah, yeah, and, and when we got our licence, remember that? It was the greatest day on earth. Yeah. Because <laughs> you all of a sudden you are free. Yep. Like, yeah. where do you want to go? I don't know, but we can go anywhere yeah. now. But but nowadays you, you, they get their licence and they head off down the road with the red P plate on doing 120. Yeah. Um, yeah. Cameras yeah. and high patrols everywhere. I know. But it's... Um, and, uh, and on, off, on, off. Amanda had our jack on Live 360 the other day. At one point, it was because he, his ute blew up, so he was in a in passenger going down the coast for New Year's. They're doing 130, and then they're doing 90. Mm. Yeah. You know, like, well, what, what, how, how could you be? So you're not concentrating. If you're going up and down in 110 zone, yeah. it's not because of traffic. And I know exactly where the road they're on. Yeah. So it's just, it's just not paying attention. Mm. And you sort of plead with this you know, generation now to, you know, I sort of liken it with the kids are saying to them, you're all floating around with a loaded gun pointing at each other's head. Yeah. Um, and yeah. you hit a bump and, you know, next someone thing she's all over, it's all gone. But yeah. I don't know, someone come, yeah. come past here today in a car and, and for some reason they've just spun it out and, I don't even know what happened. I could hear it, but it's in a oh. 50 zone. The road was wet, but it's like still, um, how, how yeah. do these things happen? And if that, you know, if there'd been another vehicle around at the time, it, it could have easily involved in someone dying. Um, yeah. So, don't know, but I was, oh, oh. it was reports there of, of a P plate or an L plate over Christmas doing like 170. Oh, dear me. And it's like, crikey, you know, we Anyway, I, I don't know what we do. I, um, what do we do? I, I, I don't know. It's ed- education. Mm. Like, there's got to be face-to-face education with this and sort of go and listen to you. Like, don't be dumb. Yeah. Yeah, like a, this whole watching watching a screen idea and trying to learn road safety or inexperience or inattention is, is gone. Yeah. You know, like, in a, like, like last night I was walking across to the – to park the truck at Border Village and walk across to the roadhouse and – Yesterday afternoon, and I watched two two middle aged or two blokes in there, not middle aged because 30s is not middle aged, but two blokes in there, maybe mid 20s, mid 20s, 30s, mm. literally fly into the into the survey. And I'm just looking at them going, I've got to step here at the bows. They're going, Are you going to run me over or are you going to stop? And I just think, I know you've come out of 110 zone and it's just straight 80, 60 stop mm. at the border, right? So I know. There's kids running around here. There's people going over to play another ball link on the golf course. Yeah. You know, there's there's kids and, and little kids with golf sticks and dogs running around and people. And, like, you're flying into the roadhouse with no idea what you're doing mm. at all. Yeah. And it's almost to the point you nearly want to slap them on the bonnet, mm. apart from the fact that they probably could have flogged me. Yeah. This is probably That's, the reason why I didn't do it. Yeah. But we, we see it in, in all levels of people in a hurry like the other night when we – you know that uh, left um, Paul's place up there. You went, you went sort of 
southwest a little and saw not a drop of rain and I drove through no. stuff that was, you know, I think they had 500 mil in four hours. And yeah. the traffic's all doing 60, yet there's a clown trying to do 110 on the outside lane. And yeah. you know, the, the visibility was insanely poor. The, the yeah, road was zero. The road was a river. Um, so, so aquaplaning is evident. Yep. And or imminent, really, in that situation. Imminent. <laughs> that's imminent. right. Yeah, that's right. Imminent. We're using big words here without the boss man. Look yeah. at us go. And we've got <laughs> some clown, you know, that, that all of a sudden, too, then they, they spin out and cause an accident. And then, then the whole freeway's a mess because of one person. It's. So that, that poses the question, you know. Do, and I had a P plate pass me out there at Cobar, a couple of white lines going up a hill. And I'm like, what do you do? I, I know you'll move over. It's up come. Mm. You, you're an innocent victim here, and they're doing dumb stuff. How far? And like, you're the same. If, they, if I might spun out in the right hand lane and ploughed into you, what are you going to do? Mm. You can't do anything about it. You know how much? How much sympathy? Or how much? Or how do you, how do you stop yourself getting out of the car and going over and then flogging them and saying, <laughs> "I don't know, officer. They had two black eyes when I got it." That's right. Yeah, it's a well, it's a challenge, isn't it? It's like oh, it's a big time. Well, that, it's just that idea started running through my head. Like this dude in the P plate with a with a, with a Land Cruiser, and you know he passed me on double white lines. I'm thinking, mate, if something come, I've got to go into the scrub. So my whole livelihood and my whole world He's is gone. going to roll over because all you did was overtake me on a double white line, and you wouldn't read about it, Craig. Out there at Cobar, we went around one corner, two corners, and there was a five k straight. Yeah, I would read you, about you it. You wouldn't read about it. I would read about it because I'll probably write the book. <laughs> <laughs> That's right. So you just think, what, what, do I write myself off? Do yeah. I wreck my whole world, my whole income, my one truck, my one trail, my beautiful Drake trail that I work my ass off for mm. because somebody is not paying attention? Yeah. Yep. Or impatience. You know. And then I think, oh, man, that's too deep a question for a thought process, you know. Anyway, <laughs> I, might go, I might go to a tune and we might try and get – oh, actually, it looks like – no, I was going to say someone's trying to call in, but it's not. So we might go to a song anyway. And He had a song request, didn't he? Well, I, I have. I've got one here that come in from, from Nick the other night, but I'm going to play one that was on um, Paul's list because he reckons I'll never play his music. Same, same, oh, fantastic. Same as this you, is great. Anyway. Of, yeah, well, that's because we, we, we was two against one the other night, so. Yeah, that's right, yeah. So I did yeah. cry in the corner for a while while you just picked on me. Yeah. I'm over it yeah. now. I'm, I'm over it. Write a song. Righto, we'll go to a song. We'll be right <laughs> no, write, write a song and get over it. You know, <laughs> oh, the dog the yeah. dog left me and the beer's gone cold or hot or something. Yeah. Write a song. Bit of driving my life away, eh? Eddie, okay. have it. We'll be right back.
Welcome back, everybody. Mike. Oh, that was close. Mike. Tell me, tell me to shut up. I'm back. I'm yeah, here. no, no. You don't have to shut Finally. up, but we're back anyway. So before we go any further, we do have a guest to introduce here, but we do. happy birthday, Mike. Oh, God, thanks, mate. Oh, God, thanks, happy mate. Happy birthday. Yeah. Made, made another uh, lap around the Made another lap around the sun. Uh, so what are you, 40? 40 now. Don't start doing that, Yogi guys. Happy birthday. <laughs> <laughs> Righto. Well, if we could all see him now, we'd be red and embarrassed. So, oh, yeah, yeah. So just blow I the candles out, out, mate, please. I did. I, blew, I, had a, I had a I had a little thing with ice cream with one, like a tablespoon of ice cream with a candle in it. But they gave me down at the pub when we went down for tea there before, and oh, I blew that, blew that out and got to make a wish. Mm. So that was all right. We did that, and um, and yeah, all good. Oh, good. Have I, ever, have I ever told you about, I, I had a birthday one night at Sizzler's there. Is it Camden or just off south of Sydney there? Yeah, it would have been at Campbelltown probably. Yeah, yeah I thought you there. There was a Sizzler there. One of his birthdays there, and I was sitting there next to a table yeah. that was there for a birthday, and I just felt like saying, can I, can I just sit on this table as well? <laughs> well, they were, someone was there for their birthday with like 20 people, and here's myself just sitting there having my birthday dinner. <laughs> All on my own, and I'm thinking, oh, I'll just be here. I'll just be part of this birthday. I usually managed to be working on my birthday. Last year was a bit different because this time last year I was home with a wrecked shoulder and a wrecked knee because I'd done the fall over routine yesterday. Yeah. So, like, no. Uh, we'll we better just... we better bring our guest in here because I think he's, he just he fell off there, but we got him. So. <laughs> Rob, welcome to the show. Rob Free. G'day. How are you? I'm very well, thank you. I'm sorry. uh, I think I pushed the wrong button there somewhere and the phone dropped out. Uh, You might have hung up on this thing, you know, they're not talking to me. uh, No, no, nothing nothing like that. Happy happy birthday, by the way. You were only supposed to ring him like 15 minutes ago, mate. (laughs) We were busy. We were filling in. We we had the free airways. We just went down. We had a good time. We were all good. Supposed to be Saturday night. I'm sitting here. I'm, I'm I'm down in the cage and I've got myself all set up there. And here would be professional outfit, all sort of, you know, like can adjust the levels and everything like that. He rings up and he tells me, "I'm sitting here listening to you. You're talking about Wednesday night stuff, for God's sake." What is wrong? No, we weren't. Calm down. <laughs> yeah. Anyway, you can probably turn your mic up a little bit, Mike. Thanks, I can Mike. Turn it up a little. Can I dial the mic up? How's Mike. That? Thanks, Mike. Would you like the mic up? I think we're saying Mike too that? often here. Anyway, that sounds good. That sounds good. But anyway, Rob, welcome to the show. We'll stop talking about Mike. Thank you very much. Yeah. Uh, but I, I, did want to, I did want to sort of say to Rob, I saw your video that you did about trains, mate. Oh, yeah, yeah. yeah. Actually, oh, funnily no, enough, no, I, I made a slight yeah. error in that. I made one little comment which was not correct, which was... Uh, the, I, I had confused the direction of which way they were going, and they were going opposite mm. directions. But apart from that, it was all good. Yeah, I had a, I had a look at it. And I, I thought that's that's a pretty well rounded explanation of what's happened in those very different environments. I'm familiar with some of that stuff down in Western Victoria because I ran my yeah, business yeah. out of Warrnambool for. Several oh right, years yes, yes. Down there. And uh, so some of those flashes down there, I used to do the farm deliveries with the polypipe and that. So, you know, I yeah. know some of those crossings you're talking about. And 
and um, just bloody terrible. Some of the fog down there, like you were talking about, our, oh, absolutely, our yeah. Heads, you cut with an eye. Yeah, well, that particular morning that uh, the Lismore one happened, I actually wasn't home. I was away somewhere in the truck. But my uh, my wife at the time, uh, we, we lived just over the railway off one of those sort of, it was a well, dirt, dirt road off the Hamilton Highway. Yeah. And uh, we were, I think it was 820 metres down the road, but the, the, the railway, as we come out of our gate, the railway was only like about 50 metres and then it was across our, our road. Yeah. And um, yeah, she sort of uh, she said to me that morning. She said, uh, rang me up and said, oh, "I'm a bit worried. I haven't heard any trains this morning." Yeah, and I thought, "Oh, that's a bit strange." And uh, yeah. she's saying it's really, really foggy. Like you can't see the, the gate. You can't see anything. And um, I said, "Well, when you get down to the, the line, just you know, get down to the line, wind both your windows down, turn yeah. the car off." And listen, and if it's silent, yeah. then just you know, just start it in gear and go. Just don't hesitate. Yeah. But you couldn't, you couldn't see, you know, fifteen feet in front of you from what she was saying. Yeah. So, and, and I've had plenty like that down there too. So yeah, the fog is incredible in certain yeah, times of year. Bloody terrible! I lost one of my trucks down there uh, with a driver, um, but that was uh, a farmer who decided to come out of the paddock and failed to give way and hit one oh, of my, yeah. the brook. Hit a brand new uh, Mac Fleet Line and a brand new trailer just beyond the oh, drive. Oh, no. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's good. Uh, well, that's what happens. I mean, people get complacent out in those areas, like you say. Um, yeah. They, you know, and, of course, the, the road where the guy came out of was obscured with the big, long, rail pine trees that was put in for a windrow, you know. Yeah, yeah. And, and uh, I just drove straight out with a, an old buddy, um, what did you see? C-model in an action with more rats on it to poke a stick at single drive with 11 tonne of grain in it. That's the way we used to do things. <laughs> it, was, it was always going to be ugly, you know. Uh, yeah, I'll yeah. mate Eric Tazuna in a little Izuzu that tows your caravan around with the three kids on the back seat. You mustn't have seen the flashing lights and the oversized signs and the headlights yeah. that I had on yesterday yeah. too. Yeah. He comes yeah. straight out and realised he's probably got to go into the dirt because yeah. he's going to be in the front seat very, very quickly. Yeah, uh, yeah. yeah. Well, I, I, I don't get it. Well, you, you know, you, you know, you know from Streaky Bay, Mike. You know where yeah. it's that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. So yeah. big, long straight coming into town, and there's cars turning in front of me, and he says, "Oh, they're turning, and I'm clear to go." So we just come straight out. And I'm like, yeah. "Oh dear, you're going into the airport here, son." Well, oh dear. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, the the in the back seat, not looking at them in the front seat. And, yeah, anyway, we all survived. And, yeah, I didn't see them again. Well, yeah, it was fundamentally yes. It was. Um, I basically I didn't go into too much analysis on it because um, I mean, obviously it's an open case at the moment, and you know it's for the courts to decide, you know, what the circumstances were, and I didn't sort of delve into that too much. But uh, I sort of said the the probably the, the biggest historical similar one, uh, although it, you know, it was fatalities but it wasn't uh, a freight train, it was a passenger train, was Kerrang and sort of looked at the Kerrang one a bit and then pointed out yeah. that that despite the fact that the truck, you know, the truck did cause the accident. I mean, the train's just doing its thing. I mean, you, you can't do much on a train. You can't exactly change direction or, you know. Mm. Um, the truck did cause the accident, but the driver was actually completely cleared of all charges. Oh, and and that, involved, 
yeah, and that involved you know quite a few fatalities and, and some you know quite a few more very serious injuries. Mm. Yeah. Um, and it, it all came down to um, the crossing itself, the, the history of the crossing, the inadequate signage, various other factors that played into it. Um, apparently, there'd been three very near misses, very near misses that had been reported that year. Um, I think it was three. Um, yeah. I can watch my own video to find out. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah. And there'd been a fatal a fatal accident in the in the, in the uh, preceding years, and it was a known like a known bad crossing, and yeah. uh, and yet nothing had been done to improve the signage or improve the visibility there. Mm. Um, and then I looked at you know three other ones that happened you know locally where I used to live down in Victoria uh, over the years, and just different ways things happen, different different ways that accidents can be, you know, like in in each case. I mean, the truck driver is obviously at fault in, in each of these cases because, like I say, the train's on a train line. You can't fault the train. But yeah. there were different factors contributing to it. Um, yeah. You know, the, basically, you know, visibility uh, – well, complacency is a big thing, but, but, but visibility and not realising that something is there – um, and then, you know, turning into its path without realising what's about to come down the side of the enemy blind side. Well, well some, yeah. some of the crossings, you know, are essentially built poorly. So, when, when, you know, when you're... Well, that's an understatement, this, Craig. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. 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 <laughs> yeah. yeah. So, yeah. But we have seen some of them over time where, where there's a crossing that virtually... Is you know you just skip from one side to the other, travelling horizontal with the train. Yeah, and I think most of those are the one, the intersections that are are quite bad. But as you say, in fog and things like that, there's there's no way of knowing whether yeah. there's a train well, coming or not if they're not. Yeah, the, the other thing, I mean, this particular one, and, and I, I mistakenly said something which wasn't correct in the video about um, potentially the, the train was sort of you know, over his shoulder and he wasn't aware it was there. Um, because the train was actually coming from the opposite direction, so that wasn't yeah. the case in this particular one at Bindara. Yeah. But um, that has happened quite frequently where yeah. trains are actually a lot quieter than you think they are. Yeah. And, you know, if you're travelling parallel with the train and it's, you know, it can be gaining on you slowly or you know, even just holding station just sort of over your shoulder, mm. it can be out, out of your mirrors, out of your sight, and you don't know the thing's coming, and and that complacency of you know I've gone across this crossing you know two hundred times before and nothing's ever happened. Mm. Yeah, and yeah. Uh, and this time yeah. it's you know death is lurking just over your shoulder. Yeah, well you yeah. can be you can be just sort of zoned out driving along. I mean we've all done it. Mm. Well, that's true. You know, so you're, that's you're, the other you're, thing. Yeah. You're in your space and you listen to the radio, or you listen to a podcast, or you're on the phone. Not out there, you would get yeah. phone, no bloody phone service, but. You know, you're sort of doing your thing and it's like 10.30 or 11 o'clock in the morning and sort of the sun's coming in, you're bloody comfortable, you're, you're in your space. Yeah. You haven't seen a car for an hour, you know, and, mm. uh, oh, yeah, you stuck <coughs> over the train line and we've done that a hundred times, you know. Yeah. yeah. Well, I was actually travelling with someone in a ute one day and had a very close call where we're actually going across, you know, the main... Uh, Melbourne Sydney line out near Bethunga, and it's actually at that point it's it's uh, a track either way. Yeah. 
yeah. and there's there's a crossing over it, like tanning your gates, they call them. Um, so we've stopped because the lights are on, gates are down, and the the um, I actually sorry, they didn't have gates. We've stopped at the lights and signals, and yeah. trains gone past. So, yeah. but the lights continued to flash. Ah, uh, yes. Like I said, what's going on here? Yep. What's going on here? And the next thing, you know, the bloke I was with, I wasn't driving, he took off and, and I actually saw, like, the front of the train coming from the other direction. Yep. Like, you know, two two or three seconds off being hit by a train. That's Yeah. Um, but we thought that, that the train had passed and the lights didn't go yep. off. Um, yeah, and you got one coming the other way on the other line. Yeah, yeah, yeah. awesome. Yeah, no. There's a, there's a thousand ways <laughs> to die. We're very easy to kill. Like yeah. yeah. And that's the worst part about this, you know, um, learner drivers make mistakes out of ignorance, lack of ability, lack of experience, right? Mm. Whereas drivers like us who have been, you know, done more than a million kilometres, we make mistakes with complete confidence. Yeah, you know, exactly. Exactly, because we're all yeah. we're, we've all had the experience. We all know what we're doing, and and yeah. still we have these things happen. Mm. Yeah. yeah, that's right. And this is the thing with this fellow. Like, I mean, I don't want to get into the particular case or, or no, well, story, like, but, yeah, full disclosure is known to us. Good yeah, but, one of our. Oh, okay. Well, what I was going to say was, I mean, several things here. Firstly, there's no way he set out that morning with the intention of that happening. That's right. Um, that's right. Yeah. Second, and no one does, you know. And secondly, you know, he's got a a very. I mean, I've, I've, I mean, I've no disrespect, and I hope I'm not saying anything out of turn here. But from what I've learnt, he's got an extremely good record as far as driving goes. He's got like 50 years experience. He's, yeah. He certainly knows what he's doing. He's certainly, yeah. you know, a, um, a very well, confident the, and capable person. The information that I have, the guy's not known personally to me. Yeah. Um, but I, you know, in the position that I'm in, I've had several phone calls about the whole thing over the last several days uh, yeah. since it happened. And uh, I have from several disparate sources that don't know each other personally, you know, mm. been told that the guy's a highly respected operator from North Queensland, an excellent reputation. Yeah. With a long history yeah, doing the right thing. Long yeah. history doing the right thing. He's uh, basically retired. Yes. And he was doing a trip to fill in to help out. That's right. He yeah, apparently the driver who normally drives that truck was on holidays or something, and he was just filling out because yeah. he's basically retired and just yeah, yeah. yeah. He's just um, trying to earn a bit of money to pay for some pay for some bits and pieces yeah. as you do when you're retired. Semi-retired, you've got a skill set. Yeah, and exactly, he, exactly. And I believe he's only just passed all his medical tests and everything as well. So. I mean, yeah. who knows what happened? None of us. We can't speculate because we don't know. Well, that's right, and, and I and I didn't in this video. I just no, and, and said, well, and I don't know what happened. I I, don't, I honestly don't know. That's for the courts. You know, I've no well, idea. Well, that's right. That's <laughs> yeah. right. But I mean, this is the thing. People say, "Oh, well, you know, he should be charged," and all that. And the reason why he is charged is so that the investigation can be conducted. It's not, yes, you know, any determination of any guilt. They, the the police will will uh, place. Charges they can charges can be withdrawn at any time. Exactly. The problem, that's right. The problem with it, the problem with it is is that uh, there seems to be some sort of misguided idea out there in the general public that the police don't charge anyone that's not guilty. Well, that's just not true. Absolutely. And, uh, yeah. Yeah. So so mm. you know people people are charged so the investigation be, can be, be be done or they're charged after the investigation if there's been. Uh, during the course of the investigation, it's like 
you know, someone comes into a house and, and, and someone dies as a result. It's happened a couple of times here in Sydney and people have been charged with, with yeah. death, uh, you know. And that's, that's just simply because the police have got to go through and do their investigation. And so by laying a charge, that gives the police a certain amount of power to perform different yeah. roles with their investigation. It's, it's, just a, right. it's just a legal thing. And the problem with it is, as I, as I said, People think that once you've been charged, therefore you're guilty, uh, mm. and that's the end of the story. Well, it's not. Uh, unfortunately, what happens is we don't generally hear later exactly. down the track when the charges are withdrawn or what's really exactly, happened. Exactly, because the, the media or. always does the big beat up at the time. Like, oh, this yeah. has happened, and he's charged, he's the person who's been charged, and you never hear the follow up. Yeah. yeah. They're very, yeah. very, very, very good at it. Look at Channel 7, they're very good at it. Because yeah, um, apparently, really, yeah. if you look at some uh, news reports, it was a B triple. Oh yeah. Um, and, and how uh, the, the rail operators are very concerned about the B triples yeah. being on the road with their heavy loads. Oh, yeah. So yeah, you know they probably need to just make sure their stories are correct. What um what yeah with, with my with my video I actually so made this mistake because I was mistaken about which direction they were both travelling because I'd read yeah. two contradictory reports both published by major newspapers. That's right. Um, and I saw yeah, another well, one. Get the way of good story, Rob. Yeah, well, exactly. And, and another interesting one. I actually saw another one which was talking about the uh, that accident and it was oh it was incredibly badly written. It was only a short piece, but it was very very badly written. And the photograph attached to it. Had nothing to do with that accident. Do with the story. It was, actually, right. it was actually a utility smashed up on the front of the train. Yeah. And I'm thinking, how are you writing this story about it? You know, <laughs> like, yeah, what, what they publish. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> what what they publish is just it's well, utterly. Yeah. So like I said, I had hmm. two contradictory reports, and I unfortunately was misled by them. But anyway, that's well, beside the point. But um, I but yeah, you, you can't trust what you read or see on the news. But what, a it, what it does, well. yeah. but out of yeah. it all, it does show the importance of being so diligent around a, a rail crossing. Yeah, absolutely. Well, yeah, yeah. yeah. Forgiveness there's, there's in it, and it, and it probably is a rarity that there was a loss of life on on the train side yes, at this that, time. Um, that's something that is probably. Yeah, not very common, but you know, I I do know of of I do know train drivers that have had accidents in and resulted in fatalities, um, yeah, cars yeah. or or things on level crossings, and the impact on those drivers has been massive. Um, you know, they're still involved in in the death of somebody, regardless. You know, it wasn't their fault, and then there was. Yeah. Probably absolutely nothing they could do, but I do know an instance where a truck driver's actually taken his own life within 12 months mm. of an incident because yeah. he couldn't cope with the fact that, and I don't know, I believe in that particular situation that it was a suicide. So, yeah, yeah. yeah there's nothing he could have done to avoid that happening because that person was hell bent on that, that precisely being that result. Yeah, so, yeah. you know, it's. Um, just something we all need to be so aware of when driving and that we should never take it for granted that a rail crossing, whether the lights are on or not, that well, this is one of the reasons a train why, coming. This is one of the reasons why Queensland Rail wanted to run this safety program, a level crossing mm. thing is, is all mm. part of it. Yeah. Um, and, you know, the, the height thing, bridge strike thing is one part of it. But I mean, the, 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 the 
the thing that I've learned more than anything since the communication that I've had with Queensland Rail through the several uh, safety programs I've been lucky enough to help with them, help them run um, through through our media uh, and talk to different people that do things. We've still got a couple of interviews to do with them too, which we presented. Um, just the sheer amount of effort that they go through, particularly, well, I don't know about the other states, so I'm sure they do the same, but the effort that they go through to try and make things as safe as they possibly can uh, unfortunately, you know, I'm, I'm not sure we've all seen, as Jogi was talking about there before, the level of behaviour of some of the frustration and stupidity we see in some of the drivers. Oh, totally. Not just car drivers, but, but truck drivers as yep. well. I mean, I know I got pushed sideways by a bloke with a couple of power tanks the other day. Um, yes, you know, just for the sake of a few seconds, it, it frustrates yep. the living daylights out of me. It's ridiculous. And people seem to change when they get behind the wheel of a car all of a sudden it's a race. Like there's a million dollar prize at the end. It's ridiculous. Mm. Uh, I mean, 100%. And we need to change. So what else is going on in your life, Rob? What's funny, mate? Tell us a funny story. For God's sake, let's get off this shit. It's Saturday. It's Thursday. <laughs> get, off the, get off that train onto another one. <laughs> I'm, 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 yeah, get off that train. I've had, I've had, a, I've had a beer. I've got... I've got a quarter for a bottle of Suntory here that I've got to knock off. I've got half a bottle of honey whiskey. Mate, um, oh dear, then. You know, so <laughs> we, we need to, I was looking just, up just because you've got it doesn't mean you have to knock it off. No, but I can look at it. <laughs> I'm looking at it. <laughs> I've, I've got about a quarter of a bottle of Suntory that I've got from uh, from our trip to Japan. Mess it all together and put it over on. Absolutely not. Do not. Absolutely not. What are you, some kind of a Philistine? Uh, <laughs> yeah. I'm a savage from Western Australia now because the sun's still up and I can go places, but I can't. If I can't upload, there's no one to have a shower. But we all uh, know. But we do know <laughs> that we're going to go before quarter to six. No one holds a gun to your head, Yogi. What do you mean? Ah, like, oh, now I can't get a share in Albany. What? But stop out here. Where are you? Uh-huh. Yeah, well, that's a good little part of it. Yeah. yeah, well, so, I can't say much. I'm much having a couple of weeks off at the moment, so, uh, yeah. 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 <laughs> oh, so, relaxed, mate. Plenty, plenty of time relaxed. to um, make videos, Rob. What's that, sorry? Plenty of time to make videos there. Well, yeah, actually, I, I, I sort of missed out for a couple of weeks there, but I've, uh, I'm, I'm back on the uh, on, on the <laughs> on the roll now. But, um, yeah, I've got time to, uh, to actually get a couple up, but... Uh, Probably kind of notice the uh, the difference in the backgrounds, you know, sort of <laughs> looking at a palm tree rather than <laughs> sitting at home, not I a truck. I did notice that you you, you weren't in the weren't in the sleeper of the truck with your ice pack running, which is really yeah, yeah, exactly. <laughs> well, no ice pack, that was a plus, but it was a bit echoey. Yeah. <laughs> who, who is this bloke? Is he a truck driver? He's not in a truck. We don't know who he is. We can't watch the video. No good. Oh, yeah, I thought, right, okay. Oh, we'll let him be. Well, that's the thing. I can put the shirt on. No one's going to know who I am. Exactly. You you put the shirt on to get a free coffee in the road out, didn't you, when you try and run it in the caravan. That's the only reason you put the shirt on. I'll tell you, that's a funny one. Just saying that. I don't know if you've ever experienced this. I have had the experience where I've parked the truck at a depot uh, I won't say which roadhouse it was, but I parked the truck at a depot and I've borrowed yeah. a car and driven round to the roadhouse because there's no right. shower at the depot. Yeah. So I've, I've pulled up at the at the, at the roadhouse, walked in with my bag, and they've gone, 
you don't want to drive driver. I'm wearing like, the shower. I drive the showers. It's like, well, I'm wearing this uniform here on the Kenworth keys. You know. Yeah. <laughs> but yeah, but you're in the you... car. Oh, okay. We, I had it, Rob, out there. So one of the roadhouses on the Nullarbor, they used to give truck drivers discount for food, right? Which yeah, some right, of them definitely. still do. So I walked in there behind the bloke. We got out of the truck. He, he was in his truck and I was in mine. And he, he was an Eastern State truck driver. And he, and he was in a, a pair of, well, a Billabong T-shirt and a pair of surf shorts, right? So he walked yeah. in there and he ordered exactly the same thing I did, except I paid $10 less because I had a work shirt on and he didn't. That's not a lot. You know, like I'm standing there going, Oh, that's actually really bad. But I suppose he just, he just had a Billabong T-shirt on, whereas I had my Kendall Trunkin T-shirt on. And yeah, like yeah. I had the, we had the same shorts and songs on. It's just yeah, literally in the shirt. Yeah, and he, and he paid ten dollars more for his chicken pizza, and I'm like, "Oh, dude, you've been at me. You've been at." <laughs> and I don't know what to say to that. Well, he just went back down and in somewhere else in the roadhouse. And, yeah, <laughs> and it was in his relaxed relax mode. Arc- was asked at the border there last night because I went in with a polo and yeah, she's like, "You truck driver?" Yeah, 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 truck driver. You know, like yeah, yeah, yeah. good. So I got yeah. my coffee for free at the border last night because <laughs> I said, "Yeah, yeah, I'm a, I'm a, when I was in one of my candle trucking polo shirts." Mm. Yeah, I, right. I just had a thing just appear in front of me. Someone, someone just sent me it just popped up on my screen and it says, "Happy Kendall, birthday, news dot com." No, it says it says Kendall stun, stuns. In daring G-string bikini, and I thought, dear, dear. <laughs> <laughs> I look, I had nothing to do the other night. I was hoping no one would see that. Uh, obviously, it's gone to the internet. Uh, I need a media company on the road media. We need to engage. Uh, Can I confirm right. or deny that I was there? Uh, was this out of the way. paddock somewhere, Yogi? Just <laughs> out on the paddock. Oh, I mean, they said there was no hiding yeah, they said no cameras, but I suspected that the crowd was watching. So that was I you standing on the, on the bonnet the of the 900, was it, in a G-string? <laughs> well, you don't stand up there, Craig. You sort of lie yourself gracefully off the bear across the bonnet, you know. Like, I'm always your fall, mate. That Eddie, bonnet's a big bonnet. Did, oh, you, oh, a big bear. did you blend in with the flames? Uh, oh, Craig, I was lit. Lit. <laughs> I was lit. That's how much I blended in with them flames. I was lit. Yeah, that's for a cool word for all the cool kids out there. No, no, that's lit. a great word. Well, yeah, I, hate to it. I hate to break it to everyone now, and, and get, but I want to get this mental image out of people's heads. It's actually Kendall Jenner, and I think she's a bit better than you are, mate. Uh, <laughs> well, I don't think so. Uh, I mean, I'll, look, right, I'll tell you what I'll do. Each to their own. I'll get each a picture of me in a G-string, and then we'll compare. Oh, compare the pair. Oh, 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 no, that you, you wanted that for your birthday, I'm going to send it to you. <laughs> right, from what, whatever you're going to open now, be, be very, very afraid, okay? So, is that you in a G-string and a Hawaiian shirt? or? Yeah, yeah, or a Hawaiian G-string. Now we're talking no. provocative, aren't we? Oh, we are. You don't go the whole hog and wearing fleethons. Yeah, it could be. It could be. It could be. I've been in, I've been in Queensland. I looked at a pair of new songs the other day and Kalani in Queensland. Mm-hmm. And then I blew one out. You know, it's fortuitous, I suppose. You look at songs, you think, I need a new pair. Then I blew one out. I had to go to the backup, backup oh, pair that I was under out. the bus. I so blew, blew one out. And it's like me good songs too, you know, the white soul ones and the, the nice Havianas. 
and I blew one out. And I was oh, I on really the bad run with them, actually. I was told, yeah, they're, they're the brand to buy, and I've bought three pairs of them, and every one of them's blown out. Oh, yeah, won't yeah, go there. Well, we had, yeah. uh, our, our young fellow had a, I don't know if it was a sponsorship, but they used to, for surfing, they used to send him quite a bit of Haviana gear, and I, I not once got a pair of thongs out of it. <laughs> to be honest, it w- wouldn't have done you any good. You would have worn them probably two weeks and it would have blown, you know, blown one out. Yeah, right. Yeah, yeah. Useless. Yeah, they, they just, they just, you know, just like the end cap on, on one of the plugs just pops off and that's it. Yeah. So they're not, they're not safe, yeah. safety thongs, is that what you're no, saying? No, they're very comfortable, but they're not they're, – no, they're, you wouldn't rely on them in, in a tight situation for that one. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, if you're in a bit of water and that, you know, they might stick and they might just in badly. We're going to be we're in a bit of a predicament here now, so I don't know what to do now. I'm going to have to invest in someone. We are going over to the coast, and it is very surf shop orientated there. We're going. I'll tell you what I've got left here, Yogi. Yeah. But you're going to have to buy them. Yeah. I've got a couple of pairs of NRFA thongs. Oh, no. I've got a pair. I've I've got a pair of those. (laughs) They're good. Yeah, I know they're good, but they're a little bit big. My little foot is a pair of 11. I need you a think about half the size of your big two. Yeah. Jeez. No, I think I need a Sooks. ten and a half, and I think you give me like a twelve. Like, right. Yeah. Okay. Well, I'll see if we've got a, a ten. No, ten and a half. Maybe. Maybe you can sort of 40, forty-four. Forty-four. Forty-three. Trim it with a stanley knife, Yeah. I'm going to have to take them and just trim the back end off them and just. Yeah, well, that's the thing. You can you can modify as long as they're too big. You can, you can always cut them down. Just. Right. Yeah. I actually thought about ripping the plug out of some old ones at home and plugging back into the ones that I've just blown the plug out of. That's what I actually thought about tomorrow afternoon. I'm don't, like, you know how hard you just use a bread plug clip? through the hole, though? No, I didn't have a bread <laughs> Exactly right. I'll put a bit of Vaseline in it. It'll make the plug go better. I don't know. I'm going to try it tomorrow. <laughs> this is first world problems, isn't it? Oh, that's right. Trying to Learning, I lean sideways to have a mouthful of my uh, great Norman. Yeah. Sorry. Uh, so that's we what need to do there. some more media training, do we? I probably do. So, right, we we can have that in a all yeah. meeting later on. So, now, so Rob, now what have you uh, two weeks off? Have you hooked the caravan up? Are you doing eighty k's down the freeway? <laughs> no, that's funny enough. Because uh, that's yeah, what I'm going to do on Wednesday. I'm going to put the caravan up and I'm going down the road. I'm probably going to do about 85, I reckon. That's that a lot of you. All right, make sure you speed up in the overtaking lines. So, oh, oh, hey, hey, it's right. written in the handbook, you know, when you hook up the caravan, must speed up in overtaking. Like, must yeah. slow down on the straight. Like, that's yeah, what happens. That's right. So, Yogi, in, in Queensland at the moment, they're getting getting a little bit serious about caravans that are overweight. Now, I know we shouldn't call anyone overweight, but, yeah, yeah so they're having a bit of a crackdown in Queensland, and I believe New South wow. Wales is going to follow suit. Um, mm-hmm. So at the moment, we're there wow. doing some educational I mean, stuff about, you know, 
know your, know your bloody weights or whatever it is. But um, how's your yeah, caravan? Yeah, know you're trucking high. Yeah. yeah. But I, I think I think they're going to start to get a little bit. Uh, I don't even know the right thing to say, but we've all experienced how, how we are exposed to regulation. And yeah. I, I, I do think caravans are going to come under that scrutiny very soon. So how do we, like, nip this one in the bud before it gets a serious problem? Like, what, do, the, do you know how heavy your caravan I, is? Is it a problem to you? Yeah, I, I know mine full, full, full of water, uh, you know, the two bikes, the block of export and the dog, and it was about 3.1 tonnes. Mm-hmm. So right, that, that's yeah. all within legal limits with your, your two? Yeah, well, the, well the, the car, the Hilux is good for 3.2 or 3.3. Or oh, sorry, it was three tonnels, two hundred under. Yeah. I don't know how much ball weight I had though. The ball How's weight, that's the big key thing. Is the ball weight? Yeah, exactly. Is the ball weight the key thing? Now, you know, we try and like I'm, I, I, I'm not going to lie to you. Like I've loaded the one of the best loads I'll ever do. Put me a day off that load of Kalani. Life is great. When I load that caravan, I get really concerned about how we load it and where it is. I don't know enough about it, and I load it triples. I've done oversized tough dollar solids. I've loaded, I've pinpoint loaded, I've loaded 22 tons in a two metre by two metre spot on my trailer one. Right? Mm. 22 tons, yep. four metres wide, it was two and a half by two and a half at the point. And that's how wide it was to get it right. I don't understand that. But loading this caravan does my head in. Mm. And I don't know enough about it. But the, the design of a caravan, as, as is such a pig trailer, um, the, the yeah. difference in putting 300 kilos at the rear of that caravan, 300 kilos in the middle or 300 kilos at the front can have a dramatic effect on a tow vehicle, whereas you could put, you know, if, you're, if your drive on a, on a semi's 15 tonne and your try is 21, there's, there's only a slight difference in, in what, yeah. what that, how that truck handles yeah. or, or it's still safe, a bit different to 21 tonne and, and 8 tonne on your drive. But in a you know, caravan, you know, we're talking such small amounts, and it could it could even be as much as two cartons of beer under the bed at the back, and a few push bikes. Yeah, on the back of a caravan yeah. that yeah, make, make it highly unstable. Thing. So, yeah. you know, do do we need an education program that helps people understand? Yes, we do, Master of Education. Correct. Yeah. So yeah, the problem is it's so variable, isn't it? There's so many different brands, there's so many different format like setups, um, axle spacing or you know, wheelbase, well, drawbar to, to axle to rear overhang mm. combinations. That, as much as I, I agree 100%, we need education, but I don't know how they're going to actually pull that off when there's so many variations. Well, I think, you know, in, in the transport industry, our education seems to come from enforcement. Um, you know, if, if you don't <laughs> take, you know, take your wallet out of your pocket. Here we go, here we go. Work stories for caravan drivers. It's coming, oh, people. It's coming. Hang on. It's we, coming. We, we, haven't, we haven't put that one nation thing in there yet, Yogi. But um, One rule, one caravan, yeah, one work story. But, but it is. Like in the transport industry... That. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, education comes from enforcement. So, how do we how do we help people out that are driving their caravans to not only comply with what the law is, but generally just be safer um, before they get they get the blisters that we get? Yeah, uh, 
Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Mm. But, so, but uh, like, purely education is the key, you know. Like, we, we understand where you can go right or wrong. You kind of get a broad area, you know, that you maybe not to put everything in the back of the car. Or, or you don't need to take everything from your house. You can leave something in the house. You might want to go back there one day. <laughs> <laughs> you know? Watch the kids, leave them at home. Or... Yeah, oh, yeah. Leave them at home. Yes, you do. Yes, you don't. Yeah. You, can, like, can take it. you always need the beer and the dog. That's what I love to pack in the caravan. Come on, hound dog. The beer and the dog. That block export. Where... Yeah. So you look at some combinations of caravans. And a, a, a 200 series Land Cruiser with a big caravan on the back we airbag now mm, we airbag yeah. back the cruiser but it still doesn't, make, I, doesn't actually make it carry any more weight though legally no but it makes it nicer though yeah it makes it handle better with the uh, being all level yeah, rather yeah, than yeah. being you know, down at a bum on the tow vehicle and right down on the on yeah. the drawbar on the caravan yeah, yeah. But, but I I I treat I treat went loads the caravan and, and going on the trip like I've just loaded the semi and I'm going across Australia so when we leave home, I, I make everyone shut up, put the windows down. Right, listen, we need we need dead silence because I don't know what I'm doing. I only say this thing once or twice a year. Right, you got to shut up and pay attention. You, know, they're all happy to be going away, and I just want dead silence for the first half an hour. I want to listen. I want to feel. I want to know what the caravan's doing. I want to understand it, you know. And I never do it enough. So I, I actually get jumpy when I talk. Mm, they are different. They, I reckon they're a lot more flighty, but. You know, we don't. Where, what are we doing with um, changing things? We see, like, wh- why don't we have caravans like a dog trailer? Yeah, why don't, why, don't, why don't we have a dolly under it? I don't well, know. Well, we we used to have a plant trailer. Well, I've seen someone trying to tow a um, trying to tow a boat behind a caravan behind a four wheel drive. <laughs> yeah, and why, why not? Why so, can't you do it? If you waste the right, why can't you do that? Well, theoretically, that's correct, yeah. I mean, like, and again, again, you want someone who knows what they're doing driving it. You don't want someone who, you know, drives a desk all day and decides that, oh, yeah, we're going to go on our once-a-year holiday in the caravan yeah. and hook up, you know, caravan and a boat. Rob, mm. I've seen it, but I know it's the farmer doing it, so I don't know what I want out of that. I don't know what the end result is, man. <laughs> 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 uh, I can't so where we are... Where we are, to where we go down the coast, you can go through farmland and do two hours to the coast. So the, so the caravan and the boat all comes in one trip. <laughs> like, yeah, and then yeah. they're all down there and say, yeah, I have seen it. And it is interesting, but, I, you know, I know their wells are good. I know their pole welder on the back of the caravan was strong because I know how good they weld, but yeah. they do it. inspiring thing you've ever seen, but, yeah. <laughs> yeah. But I, I don't know, Craig. Big question. We should do education. You know what we should do? We should we should educate people. We should, you know. There's so much to it. Even getting away from the weight thing, just just the, the fact that people don't even check their, their hubs. You know, like you, how many how many caravans as they sit on the side of the road holiday season with a collapsed wheel because the hub's given up on it. Mm. Yeah, it's bad. five years old, but. Yeah, exactly. But you know, it sits there most of the year, does nothing at all, and then mm. yeah. But thanks for pointing that out, Rob, because I won't have time to check my parents. But anyway, take a fire extinguisher, it'll be fine. <laughs> but it is yeah, something you get right, into a well, habit when you. I mean, I know when we travelled, 
every time you pulled up to get fuel yet and you'd even make a point of coming into town that you uh, turned your brakes right down on your tr- on your caravan so that you knew the brakes weren't on so that when you pulled up you know because you obviously can come to a halt without a lot of braking <laughs> pressure uh, to go around and check your wheel bearing temperatures then yeah check them. So yeah, yeah so you're not yeah. heating up yeah. the wheels on the caravan as yeah. you're coming in to do it yeah yeah yeah, yeah. yeah. so you could say well yeah, that, yeah no, nothing's hot here so you know which yeah it's a good habit to get into holding yeah. grabbing a grabbing arm in it yeah just go around I did it the other night just on the truck I, I have got a temp gun for the truck but I did it the other yeah, night yeah same yeah yep. pulled up hot and I just grabbed it and I thought oh just one, one, of, one of the trailer hubs was just slightly hotter than the other six or five but six six mm. one of them so you oh, check oh, it I must keep an eye on that one. Yeah. Well, oh, yeah. I, do, I did then, but yeah. yeah. They're a good thing. They're, they're, they're very, very much like the old Kenworth cages. You go around with the gun, and as long as as long as long one doesn't stand out at you, it's all good. Yeah. Yeah. It doesn't yeah. matter what they are, as long as yeah. they're all the same. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. yeah, that's right. If they're all at 120, you're all good. But once one's at 150, well, we've got a problem. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> no, it shouldn't be that hot, but anyway. But same, uh, same with steer tyres. Someone told me about steer tyre pressure too. Temp, I always temp on the steer tyre, the, the inside, the centre, and the outside. And if they're within a couple of degrees, the, the steer tyre's at the right pressure. Yeah, right. Yep, yep. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, that's so, fair comment, Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yep. So always to be honest, I've steer-tire. never thought of that like that, but that, that makes a lot of sense. Yeah. Yeah. Do the, the inside, the centre, and the outside, and then you run, run your temperature across it, and you should be the steer tire should be at a right pressure. Yeah. So I've just had a, yeah. a message come here from Blondie. Trouble, yeah. Couldn't walk down the stairs, but anyway, um, back to the thong thing. <laughs> so there's a right. brand called Archie's, and they have oh, yeah. so they can't blow a plug. Oh, How so about that? Is it light wearing a thong? You got no blood? They look they look like a thong. Anyway. Mm. That's interesting for people if you want thongs that don't blow out or can't. Are they the ones with the uh, sort of inner step on the inside of them? Oh, sort of couldn't tell you, Rob. It's that the, 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 the text message isn't detailed enough. So Yeah. Do, I'm do just really the worried about the ones that might yeah. Mm. We've got to wait 30 seconds, Rob, and then there'll be more details. More details. Yeah, yep. Colette might come down here and talk to seconds. us all about it. And... It should be about now. She's got it. No, and now sending no, away. Sorry, sorry, sorry. So, yeah, can't remember. Yeah, what's well, what I mean? Arch, 30 Archie's, seconds delay. Archie's thongs, but yeah. But back to the caravan thing and electric brakes used to amuse me. And, and this is purely educational thing and, you know, dealers not teaching people about caravans or whatever. When when you get a a caravan come into a caravan park and they've still got their electric brakes turned on 10. Yeah. So they're just idling through the caravan park, touch the brakes and their caravans are like skidding down the road. Yeah, or well, take, take your sway bars off. They're going into a caravan park. You hear the chains creaking and carrying on your weight bars or whatever you call them. You know, I know them when you pull up too. Yeah. So you got to do that one when you're trying to back in. Oh, oh, oh yeah, I can imagine. Yeah. Yep, yep. Yeah, you just you put so much pressure on that ball and the chains and it's all cream. So the comment was best things ever, and yes, well. they are, Rob. 
Oh, very good. Okay. So, yeah, I thought I'd recognise the name. I thought I'd seen an advert for him on uh, it must be social media, I think. I don't know which which platform, but oh, one of them. standing here with a phone now, and she's expecting that I can actually read without glasses. So. <laughs> <laughs> and forty-eight. Yeah, what? Colin, get this microphone there. Get on there and tell us all about it. Oh, here she is. No she's going to make no mistake. She's trying to put some headphones on. You hope they're plugged yes. in. They can hear you now too. <laughs> I'm very challenged. Hey guys. Today challenge. Well, welcome to Collect <laughs> Radio. To that sexy voice you just put on, Yogi. Hey, Yogi. So I've just got a message here too from Nick Dolan saying I wear and recommend Archie. So There you go. There you go. There's a, it's a no-blowout thong, has real arch support, a tight strap, light as a feather and moulds to your feet. Uh, so is that why they're called Archie? Probably. <laughs> well. And where can we get these? Where can we get them? Well, before we say that, Archies need to be sent a bill. <laughs> there's a, there's a, and we say this is a fair bit of plugging going on here. Eh? What are uh, right? So we're 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 tackling the big subject here tonight. What colour thong do you wear? And that's the one on our what feet we're talking somewhere? about, Yogi. Yeah, yeah, one one thong at a time. <laughs> one thong at a time. Well, the joke about that is walking along with black thong. Right, I always wear black thongs. Very good mate of mine. Yeah, very good interstate mate of mine. I don't know why you're wearing black thongs, Jay. You can just be, get black. Why don't you wear white thongs and your people say white? And I went, seriously. Yeah, right. So I always chase chase the lighter colour one. Which would be Javiana's, perhaps. I, I would, yeah, Javiana's, yeah. I wouldn't imagine that Archie's colour would go onto your feet. I've never had thongs transfer colour of the colour of the thong onto my feet. Yeah, but no, have you worn your thong while all day at the wet, across the ball, like you sat in them for days upon end? I, I imagine that you're not wearing Archie's then, Yogi. No, I'm correct. I'm not wearing Archie okay. at all. I don't know. 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 I don't Sometimes he's got thongs. He's always changing. Sometimes he's got thongs on. Sometimes he has not That's what happens. <laughs> he's Amanda's favourite, if you're listening to Amanda. <laughs> Little Archie. Archie. <laughs> you can see yeah, Archie. Yeah, he always gets a Christmas present from his godmother, Amanda. <laughs> I reckon he gets his present before I get anything thought about for us. Uh, <laughs> I was just, just looking at a Snapchat here from Amanda. She seems to be holding up a can of something and she's near the beach. Out over a beach. Yeah, and a peaceful bay. Wow. How cool. Wouldn't is that? that would have been nice? <laughs> that was uh, a it's probably not far from you lot. Only, you know, five or six thousand K. Mm. Uh, right, just right on the other side of the country. <laughs> Yeah, on that. So on the south coast. So she's probably got a beanie on, a hoodie on, and her ugly boots on. But she <laughs> is on the coast. It's <laughs> yeah, and I'm I'm around the other side of that coast. On the I'm a probably where she is from Albany. I'm probably same direction. Uh, what does it be east of there? I suppose. A bit north. So what are you doing? Yeah. Are you on the coast at Esperance sort of yeah. area? Or? Yeah, yeah. I'm, I'm an hour out of Albany right. on the coast at a place called Welford. Right. Yeah. No, not well. 
Yeah, so I am, I am, see the only place in Western Australia where it will snow, and I can oh, really? see the coast. Snow in snow. WA. Yeah, it does snow over here, so there's only one hill I can see it to the right, and then to the left is about to the coast where I am. Yeah, right. I didn't know. Uh, didn't know there was a snow. Not snow issues are all word, but uh, yep. snowy possibility. Yeah, yeah. Will, I suppose it will snow. Why not? Yeah. It's got to be. It's got to be. It's got to be snow uh, under seven hundred feet or something. But it will snow here. Yep. And it, yeah, is, right. it is a bit rare. And it might. It might not be what they call snow at Threadboat, You know, but yeah, yeah. it is snow, and it is Western Australia. You can't make snow, man. But it won't be for very long because it will melt. Because <laughs> yeah. it's still hot. But it will snow you. Yeah, and if only just over there. You know? Oh. Yeah, well, there you go. So, Rob, yeah, well, when are you back at work? Oh, I was thinking the end of February. <laughs> <laughs> maybe, maybe, maybe March. I don't know. Yeah, right. I'll pick up the lunch yeah. and then I'll go back. I promise in June. I'll, I'll do it in June. I promise I'll go back. Exactly, exactly. I'll be definitely before <laughs> Christmas. I'll be back at it. <laughs> <laughs> Look, yeah. I'll do a little bit in December and then we'll do it all again. Yeah, no, I thought uh, we'll start with a couple of weeks and see how we go from there. <laughs> yeah, right. So, what, what does Rob Freezer do? You, you, you work on all the things you go out you know, you sleep all day, still. <laughs> what, what, what do you do, mate? Well, what do you do? A man it's actually, all night. How do you do it? Well, again, well, that's the thing. You've got to, uh, it's funny actually transitioning back because the first couple of, uh, well, first couple of days, you, you're you at a loss because you, you know, you, you're finding yourself wanting to go to bed during the daytime and, uh, and you don't get the inclination to go to bed at night. But yeah, um, if, you, if you want that, if you transition, ring me because I'm in the west for three hours behind. So I'll be up, you know, late at night, if it's afternoon, and if you're yeah. up at night, you know, I'll give it to ring. But next week, don't ring me at all. But anyway, apart from that, anytime you want, mate. Like, yeah. Yeah. So, Rob, yeah. you generally work through the night, eh? Like in the yes, I do. That's right. Yeah. Yeah. yeah I'm pretty much. I'm, I'm pretty much. I'm, I'm lucky actually. Well, I think it's just, might sound insane, but I think I'm lucky because I'm basically just swap my AMs and my PMs because I basically work from roughly sort of, you know, eight to late, but it's eight at night, late in the morning rather than eight in the morning to late at night. So, um, yeah, I mean, that's not exactly exclusively those times, but that's roughly my time frame. Yeah. So, yeah. you know, I, I get up at six, only it's PM, and, you know, I'm driving all night and... I go and buy um, it up and I go to bed when I, I have dinner when I finish and go to bed. <laughs> do you actually... Is, is, is your three o'clock, your three o'clock time is your three o'clock in the afternoon? Well, you get to the point where it doesn't make a difference. It's just a, just a number on a clock. Yeah. Um, no, do, you, do you feel tired at 3 a.m.? Like you feel a bit puffed out at 3 p.m.? You know, the oh, that's a good point, yeah, yeah. Um, yeah, probably yes, to be honest. Yeah, that's probably the case because you, you get that sort of uh, that that period of fucking like, drive days or you know work days. You do tend to have that sort of afternoon dull patch, don't you? We call the um, yeah, because you stand um, up, you've had lunch, I don't know, yeah, yeah, you feel like yeah, you just that's my man, and that's mine too, Bob. Uh, Mike. 
Bob. Bob, Bob. Bob. Yeah. Bob. Get with it, call it even one cruiser. Bob the biker's not here to let Bob the biker. Interestingly, I think the, uh, the the odd thing, I've found anyway, and I don't, I don't know if this is um, across the board as far as people who work nights consistently, but I know when, when, when I was a sane person and actually used to sleep nights and being awake in the daytime, if you stay up like past midnight, you get to like one, two in the morning if you weren't used to that, and you start to feel very seedy, very sort of just yeah. out of sorts. Yeah. And you, well, if you work, or in my experience anyway, working nights consistently, I don't get that at all. Like I don't, I don't get it at night, and I don't, I don't get it in the reverse. You know, being after midday sort of thing if I stay up. And I wonder when people talk about jet lag, you know, being in different time zones, landing in a different time zone, and not being in the right zone for their body, so to speak. Um, whether that's what that is, and and over time you kind of train your body out of it, um, which probably is a bad thing, I'd say, because I guess you know circadian rhythms and all that you're, you're supposed to sleep when you sleep and be awake when you're awake. But it gets to a stage where it's just a number on a clock. Yeah. It really doesn't matter whether it's day or night or what it is. So, um, yeah, my experience, I don't know what other people find. <laughs> no, 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 I could not do what you do at all. Cannot function after 9 o'clock at night. Absolutely terrible. Yeah, I have no interest in the bullshit you've got to put up with. That's, that's what it bring me on. I'm not the driver. It's the bullshit. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. That's, what it, that's what it bring me on. Some, some, some clown in the body security hut going, yeah, make you five minutes late <laughs> Monday. You know, mm. no. No, that wouldn't yeah, I, 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 <laughs> I, 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 I made him all the same there the other day. He was caught at some place, unloaded, and then he reckons it was going to be anarchy. And I said, well, why don't you just skip it in the driveway? You'll be empty and you can drive straight out. And it wasn't really the right idea to do, you know. You can't <laughs> Just sit your load of whatever you had on in their driveway at the gatehouse. And I feel that's probably the same. Yeah, I know. It'd be the same if someone's like, oh, you missed your time slot at 6 a.m. by five minutes. Well, guess what, Mark's going to unhook this trailer here. Gotcha. See you later, buddy. I saw a guy do it at at Ridley's Stocksweed at Tarang many, many years ago now. Mm-hmm. And um, it was actually at the time, I think it was, I think the issue from my memory was that it was around the time where we went from no holds bar to absolute zero tolerance on overweight. Yeah. Yeah. And uh, oh. old mates turned up, you know, half a ton, you know, whatever it might have been, half a ton, ton heavy. And mm-hmm. they, they only had a week where they literally went, like, if you are over overweight by 20 kilos, we will not unload you. Yeah, wow. and um, and he basically uh, he it was, a, it was a truck and dog from my memory, and he drove in on the way bridge, got told he couldn't unload, and he got back in the truck and literally just tipped both bodies, drove right around the place, and then drove straight out the gate. <laughs> wow! <laughs> and it was like, well, where's you know? <laughs> there, there was some there was some terrible wow. times in that. When that happened, where everyone said, "No, nah, we're just not going to unload you," and it's not our responsibility, and yeah, the things people did. Um, I, I know oh. one stock food place where the 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 hopper was directly in front of the weighbridge, yeah. and the the only way that they would unload you if you were heavy was to, you know, obviously get rid of a bit of weight, 
and their first suggestion when you said, do you know somewhere I can lighten up a little bit, they'd say, <laughs> in, oh, that in that hopper just directly in front of you. Yeah, yeah. Jeez, you're not thieves, are you, at all? Exactly, right. yeah. But, but yeah. anyway, um, everyone did it because it was the only way you would get unloaded. Um, yeah. I know that. Well, I had a funny one there because I, I actually pulled up on that one I just mentioned uh, at roughly at the same time. And um, it was in that period that we went from this, like, you know, it used to be more the merrier, you know, just let it fit in the truck, bring it in. But, um, and then it got to this, you know, absolute zero tolerance. And um, and I was driven onto the Weybridge, and I, I can't remember the weights now, but I, I was overweight by, you know, say, say, say a tonne for a bargain, say. Mm. And... Um, I was told, you know, oh, we can't unload you. Simple as that. You know, zero tolerance. You know that. When your company's been informed, you, we can't unload you. And it's like, okay, no problem. So what do we do now? Well, you've got to leave. I said, right. So can I have that in writing? Yeah, what's that? I want it in writing that you are knowingly sending an overloaded truck out onto a public road. And I went, ooh, ooh. ooh. Let's think about that one. <laughs> yeah. And, and miraculously, uh, a couple of days later, they changed their um, changed their, their their protocol to being a, like a graduated penalty system, where it was I can't remember what it was exactly now, but it was like if you were five percent over uh, gross, then you had to park up for an hour, which of course that goes into fatigue problems, but. But you had to park up for an hour before they unload you, and if you were, you know, five to ten percent over, then it was sort of like you'd be parked up for a while, and you got a written warning, and you come back again, and you know we we won't unload you, and then beyond that, it was we'll unload you this time, but never come back. Mm. Yeah, yeah. So Rob, we we, just, we touched on this with um, like how you work. So you you know basically your hours are. Flipped, you know, twelve hours from most people's work days. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Now, so in, in retirement, and I know we're talking because you're only a young man. You're only like thirty or something. Like, um, oh, <laughs> <laughs> I thought people twenty-two, but yeah. um, so, so in retirement, <laughs> are, are you are you going to be one of these caravan drivers that's on the road at eleven o'clock at night? Do you, that, do you have that, no no? Uh, aspirations to be on the road in a caravan when you retire. Like, and, what is and you're going to be on the road at eleven o'clock at night. How many chicken lights are you going to have on your trailer? Mm. That's what I want to know. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> right, you want you have a row five the lights on the back. Exactly. Yeah, you got a row five at the yeah. back and a row five at the bottom, or you want to line That's... them up like an FTE van with the row lights right across the top and right across the bottom. Yeah, yeah, I'll I'll well. yeah, yeah. So That's what's, right. what's retirement um, for um, you, Rob? I don't know, to be honest. I haven't really thought that far ahead, but um, I, I don't think I don't think it'll be a caravan. Um, I've yeah, I've got no aspirations to uh, to do the caravan thing. I've actually got a friend. He reckons everyone's you know selling up and buying a, a two hundred series or a three hundred series and, and towing a caravan. And he says for that money, he says I'll just buy a Porsche and go from motel to motel. Mm. Well, that's where. <laughs> Gone, isn't it? You know that is the money that's stuck at that floating community, and then yeah. we have this discussion. And I bet you, actually, phone in, give me a ring next Thursday, and we'll be having this discussion of how much it costs us to go over there, how much we sit around the caravan all year, how much we never use, and how much we should use it. We never do. Comes out yeah. once or twice a year. 
But, but if we're, we're looking at caravan parks that are going to charge, you know, over $50, $60 a night, mm. um, it, it does start to change what, what people want to do. And, you know, oh, we're talking about yeah. the economy and where it sits and, you know, we we want to retire earlier or whatever and get on the road and do stuff. Um, people want to travel. and I, I mean, I certainly do. I don't want to retire, but I want to travel. So, you know, we've yeah. we've looked at the windscreen of a truck for, for a fair portion of my life. And But when we start looking at things being that expensive to travel, uh, we're going to get to the point where we've uh, are actually preventing people from doing that, which takes money away from, you know, small communities again. Like, where are we at? Are we, are we getting too expensive to travel? Yeah, well, that's a good question, yeah. Mm. I mean, right. I'll go to, to, to answer the, the first question about uh, what, what does retirement look like, I, I, I agree with travelling, but I, I reckon, as much as I love Australia, I think travelling overseas would be good because I've, I've done a little bit but not enough. Mm. Um, yeah, yeah, and, yeah, uh, yeah. And instead of having the caravan, I actually like the idea of buying a boat. Mm. You know, buying on the ocean. Oh, yeah, I'm, yeah. I'm more of a sailor. Become a pirate. Of, <laughs> well, that's a good idea. <laughs> Love the pirate, yeah. <laughs> that is an idea. Yeah, right, man. You, 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 yeah, well, a lot of places, you know, you, you can literally pull up for nothing as far as boating goes. I mean, you know, if you can find a nice quiet cove somewhere, you just drop an anchor and that's that's you. You haven't got to worry about mooring. But uh, if you want to come into any of the major centres, I mean, you're, when you're restocking and things like that, you'd be looking at, uh, you know, marina fees and things like that. Yeah. Do, do you have a boat now or a ship? Or- I don't at the moment. I, I, I did many years ago. I had, uh, I've had a couple of little sailing boats and um layman's terms um, and it's it's something I, I enjoy but I, I don't have the time for it at the moment so you know, maybe one day I'll, I'll go back into that yeah that's, that's interesting because yeah, it's it's probably a, a thing that a lot of us don't think about as a like your, your journey after work like you know obviously yes I, I want to travel and always looked at caravan bus I don't know I don't even know what suits us at the moment but 900 And Blondie, Blondie could sleep in the double bunk. Blondie could sleep in the double bunk. Where does Milo yeah. sleep? Or you though? could go two up and not sleep. Get a dumb yeah. go two up. Take Rose with you. She could do one and she could do a leg and you could do a leg. That's right. downsize. It's oversized. That'd be three, three people in the one truck. Doesn't seem to worry. Doesn't seem to worry. Some other people. There's no legislation against that. There is actually. <laughs> 
as long as you've got the right number of approved well, seatbelts. Probably, probably, <laughs> <Mike. laughs> probably, 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 get into WA, but coming back the other way, it's a different story, apparently. Whoa, whoa, hang on a minute. Uh, You're right. The wild, 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 So, Rob, me and Yogi were having a few beers with our good friend Paul the other night, and, um, you know, as as the beers flow, you get, you know, stupider and stupider in your conversations. <laughs> but <laughs> yeah. we, we did come up with something that, that we thought may have a bit of guts in it. And and it's the fact that we, as in the transport industry, we, we, we always have bucked and kicked at this, this fatigue legislation yeah. and how we operate and whatever. So is it time to now concede and say, I think they're right. No one should work more than 14 hours a day. If you work well, more than five hours in a six-hour, what is it, a five-hour, 15-minute period or whatever, that you should cop a fine, you know, all this stuff. Is it time that we said, yep, you're all you're all right. This this is a horrible thing that we're all doing and if, if you don't comply with these laws, you know, you should be slapped and you should be slapped hard. But do we bring it to every industry and it's a really good point and, and this is one the, the, the big one, one is one. the uh, the, he- the health industry you know like you hear stories about you know, surgeons doing a uh, 12-hour operation and doing back-to-back shifts yeah and you think surely but what about a lawyer who sits oh, was that working all night so you are aware of Sorry, Mike, your phone's gone really, really quiet right there. I'm sorry, mate. Is it, can you hear me now? Are you, are you talking into your phone? I am talking into my microphone, mate. <laughs> right. But your mic background is in surgery. Right. Oh, there you I, go. I was, okay. a, I was actually a specialist operator given those space. It's just something I can comment about with authority. Oh, beautiful. Okay, well, you can actually, what I said then, am I talking the truth or is that uh, just so, a story? No, you are, mate. So how many fines did you get as a theatre nurse for working more than 12 hours? No, didn't get paid a lot of overtime. Well, see, that's wrong, Michael. That's just wrong. Because you'd think that, you know, particularly in in something as serious as surgery, like you'd you'd want people to be completely alert, wouldn't you? Mm. You wouldn't want someone, you know, making a mistake because of fatigue. Yeah. I will say say one thing. I mean, I've worked in the public system and worked in the private system, and it's it's run uh, a little bit differently in either system in as much as the way they run their lists and how fast they run and and, and, and that sort of thing. I will say that I have seen uh, levels of concentration required by some of these guys. They are not ordinary people. Absolutely. There's no way... You can call any of these guys and girls I've seen operating on people for ordinary people. And so when you say that they're not ordinary people, is in what 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 do you mean? Well, well they're super superhuman. Mm. Um, no, no, I'm not going to say they're superhuman. What I'm saying is that in their in their narrow specialty, they absolutely are. Uh, yeah. Very very. No, very, very good at what they do, and they can maintain the level of concentration, which is just beyond 
yeah. beggars belief. And it's the same. Yeah, I can, I can believe people, that, yeah, yeah. People look at us and they say, how can you drive six hours in a stretch? Mm. And how can you drive six hours in a stretch and not need to get out for a pee? And you and I, we all know that we do it. I've, I've done it. Yeah. yeah. So when you're and a surgeon, how does that, how does this correlate? Like, I, obviously I'm not a surgeon, I'm certainly not a midwife. Well, the, the point of it is, is when, you start, when you start a procedure, you know you know how long it's going to take roughly, right from the time you start. Yeah. And you plan on it, and if, if, if these things get super long, they do plan to have breaks and, and uh, turn yeah. things around. Where, if they don't have a break at the right time... Mm-hmm. Mm. So what, what about if they were operating time? yesterday and they've gone over their 24 and they need to do a count back to live a day in the past to stay a day in the future? What about that surgery? Well, I, and I, now, hang on. What about the surgery you did three weeks ago? Well, you need to count that in. Yeah, well, yeah, yeah. I mean, mate, yeah. I've, I've, seen, I've seen things that would curl your toes. Hmm. Um, as far as as far as what some surgeons are prepared to do, in fact, I've had long arguments about it. Particular surgeons who would like to run more than one operating theatre at once, so they'd have a have a. Uh, and this and this is this might be news to some people out there. I'm sorry if I shock you, but this is what really happens. There'll be a, a specialist orthopedic surgeon, for example, who will be doing uh, hip replacements or knee replacements or something like that, and they'll have their, they'll have three assistants, they'll have three theatre teams, they'll have three operating theatres running, and they'll have their assistant open someone up while they're doing a, a, doing the actual cutting and work on someone in another room, and they'll have someone else closing someone up from the last procedure, and he'll just go from room to room to room. Yeah, right. With people opening and closing for him, right? And he actually does the mechanical part, the important bit, right? Yeah, you go. Now, now to me, right, as a as a theatre manager, that to me is just got disaster written all over it, right? But that's what happens. But well, it does because you don't know. Yeah, like from, from the surgeon's perspective, you don't know how. Good job was done by the next person who did the tidy up. They did the you know, closing well, up. And... You've got to understand. You've got to understand that when you're doing a thing like a knee replacement or a hip replacement or something like that, it's a very, very set piece of work. You yes, know, it's all about getting the angles correct and you know the size of the prosthesis correct and the, and, and the whole thing. And what you're actually paying for as a patient is to get the job done. Um. To suit you, so every every procedure is a bespoke procedure. They're unique. Yeah. Every individual. You know, some of these guys are very, very skilled at what they do, and they get very, very, very good at it. And they pick their assistants with a certain level of care, and the assistant prepares the patient for the want of a better description to the point where the surgeon can come in and do his bit. Yeah, he completes his bit. And then the then the assistant finishes the job, like basically sews things back together and you know closes up. It's not like we're doing right. heart surgery, right? But orthopedics is carpentry. It's saws, it's drills, it's nails, yeah, yeah. rods, and things like that. Um, you don't see neurosurgeons doing that big thing. You don't see uh, colorectal surgeons don't do it. Chest surgeons mm. don't do it. But orthopedic surgeons love. Well. Yeah, that makes sense. Yeah. You know, hand surgeons don't do it. 
That's mm. but all the predicts is one of those things that, that sort of uh, allows itself to uh, to that sort of um, production line behaviour. I used to call it. Anyway, I'm now talking you to school. Yeah, well, but <laughs> yeah, no, they're interesting. Yeah, yeah. But, but the but thing is, think- we, we talk about this. You know, of, of what risk are people putting lives at? If, well, if the, you're the thing surgeon, about this, though, they've all got public liability insurance. Well, that doesn't bring back a dead person. doesn't bring back a dead person. No, nothing brings back a dead person. If you're fixing your knee in that, it's what? Oh, yeah, I don't know. I don't know well, enough I, about it. I'll, I'll put it to you this way. I'll put it to you this way. I need, a, I, I need a partial left knee replacement. Right? Yep. I've been an orthopedic surgeon. I've had an assessment when I fell down last year. I've damaged the left side of my knee and I've got a little bit of old injury there and all the rest of them. I'm at an age now where I can stand out of what they call a partial knee replacement. Have I lined myself up to go and get one? Don't know. Oh, no? No. Yeah, but why but not? Why not, Mike? Why? Yeah. Why? Um, I would need to be in tears. Need to be I'd what? Be Sorry. Consider it. I'd need to yeah, be right. in tears. Yeah. Before yeah. I even consider it. Mm. Yeah, mm. but you'd run up and down the room every night. But I use my left leg very much, mate. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know what's more, yeah. more terrifying. Yeah. Hey, <laughs> can't I get a knee surgery or go up and down to every night? You know what's more terrifying than the game, mate? <laughs> yeah, getting a knee surgery? Yeah, <laughs> 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 Running the Great Northern Highway between Fort Edward and Austin, mate. Oh, oh yeah, that's because cool. it's a quad territory. We <laughs> trucked up there. I had more yeah. close calls on that piece of road. Well, the road's not wide, eh? The road's not wide enough. Not that mm-hmm. I guess the, the theory behind all that, though, would be the same as you know, if you worked in a commercial kitchen, you'd never eat at a restaurant. Same well, sort of thing. Right. Well, that's, <laughs> that's true, right. yeah. If you worked yeah, in a milk so factory, why, you'd never drink why milk. Am I, yeah, but why am I going on a driving holiday, Rob? What is wrong with you, man? That's just crazy. Why am I driving on my holiday? Why am I owing something to my holiday? Why, Rob? Why? Yeah, that's, well, that's a good question. And, and again, getting back to the original question about the caravanning thing, um, yeah, well, no, I've got no inclination to get to drive a caravan or tow a caravan, but but no, I do not understand when you see caravans passing you, unless it's like a, a, someone delivering a caravan, but you see, <laughs> yep. you see families driving past you at, like I say, 11 o'clock at night, flight out towing a caravan, and it's like... Why are you not pulled up somewhere? <laughs> what is you know, what is the point yeah, of yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. But you didn't realise you got express on. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> I just gotta I just gotta say something. How does that microphone sound to you now, Craig? It sounds terrible, Mike, I must say. Where, I don't understand very, what's going on. Oh very distant. I don't know. You sound like you. <laughs> Everyone's complaining. I've got a couple of text messages saying, "Jesus, you sound quiet, mate." What's yeah, going on? you're in the cage. Yeah, well, I don't it's know. Sound quiet. My um, we might get to a My take on, I was to say, my take on caravan rules, Robbie. If you're driving a caravan, you should only be allowed to work between 10 a.m. and 11 a.m. <laughs> and you should have a mandatory half-hour rest break after the first half-hour drive. Yeah, right. So that, that's what I think for deep laws for caravans should be. Um, and I'm happy to abide by them. So, mm. yeah. 
by those rules. Yeah, if I've got a caravan, but between 10 a.m. and 11 a.m., she's all I'm allowed to drive yeah. with a half-hour rest break. Well, we might get to a song. We're trying to clean Mike's mic up because yeah. something's, going, something's going wrong here. But, Yogi, I think this hey, is Craig, one of your, your songs here. Craig, is it, is it something from Mike? Oh, is it, it'll be good. <laughs> from Mike and the, Mike and the Mechanics. Right. It's a bit of fun. <laughs> Mike's mic. The Black Keys, gold on the ceiling. Is that that'd be something of yours, wouldn't it, Yogi? Oh, is it the Black Keys? The Black Keys, yeah. And, and Nick, Nick will be happy, brother. Yeah, bit of gold on the ceiling, guys. We'll be right back. We'll try to fix up Mike's mic. Right on.
Welcome back, everybody. That was the Black Keys. Yeah. I didn't even hear that because I was mic. I was because you were you were blab 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 blab. Yeah, I know. But well, anyway. I, don't, I can't. I can't even remember that the song itself to be honest with you. But gold on the ceiling. <laughs> yeah, gold on the ceiling. Oh. Yeah. Anyway, it's all good. Anyway, Rob. It's yeah. it's been a pleasure having you on tonight. You've um, oh, thank you very much. You got a few other commitments um, that you need to attend to tonight. But it's, well, it's, it's, really eight, it's eight o'clock in Queensland. He's probably going to go and do something normal. <laughs> yeah. So <laughs> right. in, in all serious now, Rob, will we see you back out on the road soon? Are you going to come back? Mate? Are you? Oh yes, I'm sure it, I will. Sure, I will. Yes. We, we miss yeah. you, mate. We miss you. Well, last time we were talking to you, you were thinking that maybe you might go and get one for yourself again. Is that still on the Yeah, I've, I've put that on the back burner at the moment. Um, yeah. yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's one of these things. I've, I've been very close to it a couple of times now, extremely close to it. Yeah. Um, and then I'll just sort of <laughs> the last minute thought, oh, yeah, no. <laughs> yeah, is that because yeah. you can't find a 900? Or... Well, yeah, well, that's true. It's not easy to find the right, right. I mean, I've I've had new <laughs> stuff, and I'd go, I'd go old again. You know, I'd, I'd go old. Yeah. You've got to, the problem with the going old is that you've got to have the right kind of work, which is not going to be impacted by the age of your truck, in the sense. Yeah. That's a lot of a lot of a lot of customers don't want to know you if you're not, you know, Euro five compliant or Euro six or whatever it might be. Mm. Um, I mean, there's still a lot that are good. You know, there's still a lot of work you can do with any age truck, but um, you are limited on what you can do. So when, when we talk about um, school... This, um, this one's Euro 6. Well, yep. Two. If it's a Euro 6, I'm sticking on the side of it. Yeah, <laughs> yeah that's right. Yeah, if anyone asks, go for it. So, so when we talk about day too. Right. In, uh, in California, they've got these uh, certified clean idle stickers, and somebody's made a whole bunch of these certified dirty idle. <laughs> yeah. So you can stick the sticker yeah. on the side of the truck, and it looks like the real deal, but when you look at it, it's yeah, certified dirty idle. Yeah. <laughs> so when we're talking old school, Rob, are we talking um, Gen 2 or are we talking older? Well, <laughs> I, I, I reckon you can't go past a Series 60. Oh, I know. As long as it doesn't have that, well, yeah, yeah. As long as, I, I like, um, well, to be honest, any, anything 07 or earlier, but um, yeah. in the sense that anything 07 or earlier doesn't have all the, the, you know, the, the, the gear that's on the, the more recent ones. You've got, you haven't got to worry about EGR and you know, particular filters and, and they add blue and all the rest of it. But yep. um, but I, I my heart lies back in the sort of 80s and 90s, to be honest, as far as trucks go. Yeah. yeah. Mm. Right enough them motors too, Rob. They use less fuel, though, those seven motors. You wouldn't read about it, too. Like, hey, I'm bored. <laughs> yeah, How, does, then, that uh, How does that really work, hey? We've gone from... Um, yeah, gone from... The government, Craig. <laughs> but, uh, you, you know, I, I, was, I was having a look the other day, mate, and I spotted a T610 worth. With a D-Deck 2 in it, a 13 speed, and yeah. four, four 11s. Yep. And it, it was on Air Glide 100. It had a 48-inch superior sleeper on it, four tanks, two stacks, and I think it was 65 grand or some bloody thing. And I looked at it, and I, and I, and I you know, the, the pictures and all that sort of thing, and I looked at it, and I thought, gee, that's a driver's seat in that. That's a bit ratty. 
And that, that's mm. about all I, you know, it's about all I thought. I mean, because I owned a truck very, very similar to that. You know, and the damn thing would start all the time. I think I've got about, I think I've got about 2.2 kilometres to litre out of it, going a 45-foot torque liner. Mm. And it was always a good truck. The damn thing always started. I think we did, I think it had 3 million on it when I sold it, that truck. Yeah. And it was, you know, it, it was bulletproof. You couldn't kill it. Yeah. And if something does go wrong, you rebuild it and go again. That's right. That's right. And you can damn near buy a passport and milk bar. <laughs> exactly. You know? And, 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 and that, that sort of thing amazed me. So if I was ever going to go back and buy one, not that I would now, but, you know, if I was ever going to go back and buy one, it would be that or it would be, you know, it would be something around that vintage. You know, yeah. it would yeah. have to be. It would have to be. And you'd, you'd have to suffer whatever penalty you suffered as far as the, the fuel rebate was concerned. But, you know, I, I can't see how you could go wrong. I really don't. Yeah, I don't see you can go wrong. Yeah, no, exactly right. I mean, I, I made my well, my first truck as an owner driver was a you know, eighty what was eighty four uh, W model. Yeah, yeah. Uh, it had been repowered with a series sixty, and uh, apart from that, you know, well, it it had been modernised in the sense that it was airbag rear end and things like that. But you know, that thing. That never let me down, that truck. I think the only thing that ever happened to it was, um, I know two things. I, I had an alternator, which is, you know, is going to happen to any vehicle. Yeah. Um, and the one of the valves in the um, the braking system and the back end of it let go. It was just a valve yeah. failed, you know, basically. Yeah. And I pulled up to the roadhouse, went in, had a feed come out, and the thing wouldn't go. And I was thinking, what's going on here? And oh. all, the, all the drive brakes are locked on. Yeah. But yeah. Um, aside from that, mechanically, as far as the actual vehicle goes, never let me down. Never. Yeah, well, I did a turbo. I did a turbo in mine up at Ormio. Yeah. Um, and that cost me 1800 bucks. Never forget it, but I was, I was devastated, you know. Like, 1800 bucks, Christ, you'd be happy to pay 1800 bucks for a turbo. <laughs> <laughs> look at the price of a look at the price of a, a variable geometry turbo these days. Oh no, don't even think about it. Yuck. Yeah, I know Yuck. it's crazy. You know, like that, that's mm. the thing. I mean, if you you can if you get away with eight hundred dollars for a turbo, you're laughing. <laughs> well, yeah, I, I sort of think back and I thought, oh, uh, you know, it's it just just the way it goes. You know, I think it's yeah, it's, it's funny when you think about how things break. Like, like I did own a, a C one twenty. Uh, century for a while. Made a driver in that and, and did a gearbox out of Beaufort with it. And uh, that was like 12 grand or something, but that was supposed to be the overseas holiday. That made the missus a little bit unhappy. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah, I can imagine. But it's uh, cheap. It's, it's when you think about it compared to the prices of things today, I mean, we were making good money too. Uh, and and well, I think there's still this... good money in it. Yeah. And, and the thing is, that you've got to remember, they, they all make the same money. You know, whether you go That's out right. and buy a you know, half-million-dollar legend or whether you buy, go and buy a you know, 40-year-old truck, but it's, as long as it's you know, roadworthy and, and, and running, they yeah. make exactly the same money. Mm. Well, they do. And, and, of course, you don't feel quite so bad if you, if you knock a bit of paint off the, the front of your T600 with a stone chip, whereas if you knock your front off your half-million-dollar legend with a... Yeah. Oh, Jesus Christ, I feel sick. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. Uh, anyway. There you go. Well, Rob. Anyway, I better yeah. head off. Yeah. Thanks for coming on tonight. 
No, it's been an absolute pleasure. Yep, I'm, I'll look forward yeah. to the next time. Uh, no, I do enjoy this. Very no, good. No, always welcome back anytime you like, mate. All you've got to do is just uh, say the word. We'll get you back yep, on a Wednesday you. night and we might talk about some more serious truck shit, eh? Some serious yeah, stuff. Yeah, we'll do that. Yeah. Awesome. So, well done, mate. Thanks, Rob. Thanks, right, Rob. We'll, we'll see you guys. Thank you very much. And uh, I'll talk to you soon. Right, oh. Thanks, mate. Right, bye. Right, bye. My, my dog is down here with me in the cage, right? Ollie. Ollie the Spaniel. Well, is he taking with... your microphone away? Cause... No, he hasn't. Right. There was a, there's a mouse run across the bloody floor in the shed here. Mm-hmm. And he's gone off his tits chasing his mouse, and just settle down, buddy. He can't get in there. He can't get in down where it's gone. That was you hear him yipping before, did you? Nah, I couldn't hear no. that. But we can't hear you much no. either. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, there you go. No, no, we didn't have a dog. No background noise at all. Telstra out there or something. I don't know. I don't know. What oh, I don't know. But anyway, he's, he's he's looking at me now like he wants me to get on move something for him oh. so he can. So you can get a go at this mouse. Yeah. He's anyway, unbelievable. We've, through the week, we've had, had a few song requests, and we've had one from a good listener of ours, uh, Nick, who's obviously out in the road tonight, or he's somewhere, he's listening. He's out there somewhere. He's out there somewhere. So he's he's had a suggestion of, and I, I've never heard this song before, and I don't know how we're going to go with it. He could be wrecking you up. Sticky Fingers. How are you with that one, Yogi? You know about sticky fingers? Uh, no, don't no. like dirty hands. Oh, Not no. my thing. So anyway, it's one of Nick's. He'd, he'd like to hear it, so we're going to play it. And um, mm. Looper the Wolf, Sticky Fingers. See how we go with that, eh, everybody? We'll be right back.
Welcome back, everybody. There's a bit of Santa Monica, Everclear. There we go. Was that, was that all right, was it? I, I didn't hear the song because we were busy once again under the under the truck with the spanners trying to yeah, fix the microphone up. Trying to fix your <laughs> crappy thing up, man. I can't look, I've got no control over what's going on. I'm not the tech guy. Do not blame me for this. Oh, right? yeah, no. Oh, there's man. all sorts. There's uh, all sorts of stuff right. that's not, not my fault. I am not playing with the knobs. All right? Uh, you, you push the wrong button into the wrong button. You put the wrong yeah. auxiliary cord into the wrong coax cord or something. We'll just, we'll just all, all I can say, something that's all not I, Mike's fault. <laughs> all I can say to you is simply this: oh, with this setup I've got down here, I have successfully produced for three years a podcast which has got fairly reasonable sound quality. Right. Yeah, right. Uh, so don't yeah. blame, but don't blame a, me with your multi-million dollar sound desk that you've got. Mm. No, nah, but it's not a radio station, it's a podcast. No, I know that because I pre-record it and edit yeah. and I compress it and get all the shit right and all the background noise, like get all that out, clean it all up before I put it out. I'm not, I'm not making any excuses here, Jacob. Are you sure about that? Are you sure about that? I'm just, you know, what I'm, what I'm certain of is that, you know, we've spent a multi, multi-million dollars on the sound desk up at Evans Ed at the head studio. Yeah, that's what the soundproof boo at the, at the head studio at Evans Ed. And, you know, and, you, and he's blaming and you, his tools. No, you're ringing on some crappy phone. That's a problem. It's anyway, a fruit phone. It's a what fruit phone. It's a fruit phone. I think the 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 thing is we have some network issues on on the whole Telstra side, Vodafone, whatever it is. Oh, you know, don't have, say that. They might know, they might Telstra us all together. You say do, that. Do you remember when we used to just have phones that you picked yep. up in your house somewhere that you know you couldn't couldn't walk more. Well, than, it was attached to the wall. Yeah, you couldn't walk more than two feet from the phone. But they all worked, and we never had this. Oh, hang on, I can't hear you properly. Scenario. So, yeah. anyway, we and do you just used to answer the phone when it rang, and it didn't have a, like a, a call on it. You could actually, you wouldn't know who you were talking to. You picked the phone up. Yeah, imagine that. And we, we, phone we all managed to, we all managed to survive. And you didn't know who was calling. But anyway, we, what we will put into this mm. mic is that what we do here is authentic, and it's live, <laughs> and you know, it is. I think. I don't, I, don't know, I don't know who it was. I think it was John Laws, or it might have been Hadley, or probably both of them said, "If you don't like it, don't have to listen." But that's right. What's an old radio? That's what it is. Yeah. So, but anyway, it's. Um, I don't know how we we combat this. Sometimes we are. We do run a, a station here where we, we're at the moment, like we're in. Um, you know, three completely different geographic areas and we rely different on phone networks zones. and we do what we can. Um, mm. And we, and as much as you say this is a multi-million dollar setup in Evans Head, uh, yeah, multi, multi-dollar. Multi <laughs> yeah, there's multiple dollars on, a, you know, yeah. spent on it. There's we've been spent, multiple hundreds of dollars oh, spent on it. We've spent at least 7 or $8 here doing this, but anyway. So <laughs> we, we try, we do the best we can, and I hope that we're entertaining for, well, it's, for somebody. It's in proportion, Craig, because we're all 100 airs, mm. so it's in proportion to the, you know, we're, I mean, I can call myself 100 airs because I'm doing all right. Mm. Yeah, you know, that's yeah. right. 
So anyway, we, we had a had a um, song there from Nick. Apparently it may have had a swear word in it. Thanks, so, Thanks, Thanks, for that, dude. Thanks Nick. Um, he said he'd have to chip into the jar, so <laughs> check your email, mate. There's probably a bill there from Blondie already. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah. So one thing, if if people are sending in song requests, please um, please make sure they're clean. Like I try to listen to what what we can. Um, although we may be broadcasting at a time in Australia that uh, may may let us do certain things. Do do understand that this is actually going live. Across the world, so. across the world, we we do actually have we do actually have someone listening to this show mm. um, in Belgium. Yeah, so, <laughs> just, just, yeah, but there's some touch yeah, people yeah. there, yeah. and of course we do put it on the podcast feed, so it gets listened mm. to at all sorts of times. And I'd really, really feel bad if some little kid heard them. No, well, no, I wouldn't. I really wouldn't. Um, yeah. <laughs> Yeah. yeah. So, yeah, you, you, you've missed out right. on your, your pie and can of Coke for dinner. I've missed out on dinner, yeah, correct. No mm, dinner for all this beer. But we were just saying off the air there that it's probably not a bad thing. And we've thought of just not a bad I, I, I honestly, if I was only thinking about this last couple of days, mm-hmm. well, you lot on these, you lot have no chance at eating properly over there in the road out at all. Oh, because there's some crap that gets fed up to you. Oh, every, everything in the last couple of days has been bread, whether I want bread or not. Yep. You know, I pulled up this, you went to get a food, and then the lady at the road after I pulled up said, oh, no, we're doing lunch. Right. Yeah, you're in a weird time zone. I'm, it was nearly five o'clock, but I'm in big time for me. We were in WA time the border, so there wasn't a dinner menu. So it was just, you can have a burger, a chicken burger, a fish burger, a BLT, Ham and cheese toasted sandwich is something with bread in it. And I'm like, oh, oh, can I, like, what about, what about I have a chicken pickle burger with no meat? You know, why don't you make me chicken pickle and salad? Oh, no, we can't do that. Mm. Yeah, right. <laughs> right, so we're only going to have some breadies. I know having a burger, you know, and then, then for breakfast it was toast. You know, and then you sort of go, man, it's just bread. Everywhere's bread on the East Coast. Yeah, bread, well, bread, bread, bread. So you go to any place, you've got a choice of bread and sugar. Yeah. Bread and sugar. So, Mike, yeah. you've been on the carnivore diet here a bit. Yeah. Well, yeah, I shouldn't say a bit. Now. I believe you've actually um, been pretty strict on it, mate. I have. I've, 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 had, I've had three three little Mr. Woolworth. We're actually talking about it tonight while we're having tea at the pub. I've had I've had three little misdemeanors. I had a had a, a one bread roll on Christmas Day because the tradition is have a ham roll with you know, warm bread roll with butter and ham and and all that sort of stuff. Mm. Uh, we don't have the big Christmas dinner. Uh, I've had a couple of ham a couple of ham sandwiches that Rose made for me at one stage, and uh, yeah, a, 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 another ham roll at another time. But that's pretty much it. But I've got to say. Um, but I feel a lot better for it. I don't know. The, the bread actually, as you say, it makes me feel a little bit bloated now if I have bread. It does, um, eh? I went out to, we went out for tea at the local uh, pub tonight and I ordered a uh, a Wagyu 
burger, which which grows, which we doubled up, right? And so it had cheese, with a wait, two uh, two wagyu patties because we've got the egg. You could double size the patty, right? Um, and we had a couple of wagyu patties and a couple of slices of cheese and a couple of eggs, and, and that was that was my tea, and it was quite quite okay. Um, but they charged more for that. And I would charge for the burger with the chips with the whole lot. Isn't that hilarious? It's ridiculous. Mm. You know, I, I don't understand. Rose and I were talking about how much it cost to go out for tea because uh, obviously it's the birthday treat me tonight. So our uh, our son-in-law and, and uh, my stepdaughter, Beck, and, and that. So we yeah. we out for tea with the grandchildren. I don't know how still go out for tea. I don't know how they do either. It was it was uh, it was the best part of three hundred bucks. Ridiculous. Yeah. Mm. Yeah. Yeah. Well, you go to a pub for God's sake. We're not going to a French restaurant. Isn't it crazy in here though? We talk about um, the cost of living in. We just mentioned earlier about caravan parks. Yeah. And and I ha- I have heard like a hundred dollars a night for yeah. a caravan park for you to go on holiday. So Yagi, I'm pretty sure that's that's what you're going to get stung. But is it any yeah. wonder? Is it any wonder now when you talk when you talk about how much it is for a side fee? Is it any wonder people are getting these caravans all set up so they can live off the grid, and they end up in truck rest areas? Well, they do. Oh, they end up in, no. in all sorts yeah. of places, you know. And you and you were talking about caravans. Well, Yogi saw the caravan that I used to own. I parked it in his yard there for a couple of days. Um, that was one hundred and ten thousand dollars. That caravan. Oh, it had everything that opened and shut in it, right? It did, because they had a slide-out. Yeah, big slide-out, slide bit of toilet, shower, water tanks, you know, solar panels, satellite, television. You know, when Rose and I ordered that thing and bought it, we did not scrimp on it at all. Um, it was home away from home, mine. Yeah, well, we lived in it. We lived in it. It was a home away from home. We lived in it for... Uh, what eighteen months while our while our house was you know while we were on the farm down near Goulburn and built a house and then we course we towed it across Australia. Rose lived in it for another nine or ten months or something while we were in Western Australia and we towed it around and so you know we sort of brought it back. But you're talking about living living in different places, driving around in a comfortable car and going from hotel to hotel. When we sold it, we sold it for I think it was. Sixty-seven thousand or something we sold it for. Yeah. So, you know, and really all it had done had been up and down to Brisbane. It had been uh, across Australia and back, and that was pretty much it. It had probably only done about bloody twenty-five or thirty thousand k's um, from the time we bought it to the time we sold it. Mm-hmm. So, you know, they're not. I don't think that you know. I, yeah, I haven't thought about. It, I don't think that. That it's not a it wouldn't be an unreasonable choice to buy yourself a nice car and motel it, you know. Well, it wouldn't yeah, be. So the only thing is, like, look, you know, I go to twenty other people. So there's kids and young kids. Our kids are the oldest of the kids. Mm. So which, yeah. So there's so there's yeah, 20, 20 people in a camp. Yeah, but even so if you know, you go, even if you go and book cabins, right? Yeah. So you go you to the caravan park, right? You're not, you're not in the camp together. No, you're not in the camp together. Yeah, you know, you're not all cooking together there and you're all there together. The kids are in swags and camps. And, yeah. you know, you, so you, so that side of it all, at this current point, is, well, you know, maybe a few years down the track when we don't have the kids, it might yeah. be a different story. 
But uh, uh, well, I'm not sure we are a bit older, so they're at the end mm. of it. But there's some, mm. you know, a couple of ten year olds and a couple of eight year olds in there. You know, like the younger kids. Mm. So maybe when they get a bit older and they're not interested in going away or camping in a swag, you know, I don't know, you know, and, and the other kids are older, maybe that might be that. Might be just go away for the weekend and get four cabins, you know, and, yeah. and see what happens. And yeah, probably. Yeah. But but it is a thing, you know. You think about spending your, you, you know, your super on a caravan and a two hundred series or now what a three hundred series, and you probably won't get away with much change. What two hundred fifty grand? If you're to do oh, that, yeah, well, it's more that if you go and buy yourself a Dodge, say a Dodge Ram or something like that, which which seems to be the choice these days, that or a big Ranger, Ford Ranger or something. You know, buy yourself a Dodge Ram, there's 120 grand or more. Mm. I was going to say, even if it's 100 and 100, 100 grand for the car, 100 grand for the van, and you're paying up 70 to 100 bucks a night, you want to try and live away for 300 nights a year. Yeah. Well, you're, you're paying a lot of money. And then you got to, you know, even though you buy food, which you buy food at home, but yeah, the, the, the idea of going up and getting a pie of that famous pie stuff or that, maybe can shop straight because I've heard it on Twitter, you know, well, you're going to spend money away, like yeah, that's right. Mm. Seventy, eighty bucks a night. I mean, every every meal was a minimum twenty bucks. Yeah, oh, out, well, out it, it's 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 twenty bucks is cheap. You bought yeah, yeah, like fish and chips, mm. eating bacon sandwich and a coffee in the morning is twenty bucks, isn't it? You know, yeah. everything. But but if you <laughs> if you don't mind travelling light and you want to, you know, go around in your your Rav Four or something and stay in motels and that. You know, over a, a two year period, it's it's probably cheaper than buying the whole big rig and, mm. and travelling. Yeah, definitely. Um, I don't that that part of it's probably undeniable. We- but if, for someone like me travelling, I would prefer to be in my own caravan every night because that's just my home. Oh yeah, I get it, mate. Because mm. as you say, there are some experiences that you. You can't have if you're not in that. You can't. Now you can't pull up in that. You know, on the side of the road at the Bunda Cliffs, for example. Oh yeah, well, there's a market on, so you stop. We'll yeah. stay here for the market. You know, like yeah, yeah. yeah we'll stay here for the night because the market led into lunch at the pub, and then oh, there's a free concert on tonight in yeah. the park. Oh, well, yeah. stay here. Like, yeah. And what you actually want to do and be like, I like the idea of a bus because. Mm. If it's really heavy rain and you need to pull up somewhere, you don't have to do anything. You don't have to get out in the weather to and that, for and the that was, seat to the to the door of your caravan because you just swivel yeah. the seat, walk around, crack a stubby, and go to bed. Yeah, it's really easy. But yeah, that's yeah you should be able to go around Australia in about a week. Yeah, that wouldn't it? That'd be pretty good. Yeah. You pay for the privilege. Yeah, like, well, that's when, not for everyone when, either because not everyone can. Have a license to drive a big bloody bus. No, well, you have a look at people that do the. There's a there's a guy that did the video. I can't think of his name now, but they, they it was the big lap, and they they took their kids around. They had a eighty series Land Cruiser with a big camper trailer behind, and they took their kids right around Australia. And he made a video. Anyone out there, Google the big lap. You'll find out what I'm talking about. <laughs> and he did it with a camper trailer. Now, you know. Uh, I've got a camper trailer sitting out in the yard now that Rose and I bought 14 months ago. 
that we had big plans for, but then I went and wrecked my shoulder and we haven't taken the bloody thing anywhere. And your dog ate uh, half the wiring. And the dog ate half of the wiring, which I've just had fixed. Hmm. Um, and it's it's still sitting there, you know. Hmm. Um, and uh, But you can't set that thing up in five minutes either. Hmm. Whereas that caravan that we had, all we had to do was get out, drop, push the button and push the electric landing legs down and roll the slide out out, and you could walk in and microwave your bloody, your, your whatever it was that you wanted to have for tea, and there's a full fridge and mm. a lounge and a TV and all that sort of stuff. You could have all that. Do you know, do you know what it enabled you to do that crazy is a, is a big black 900. You could just get pulled straight up, walk straight into the bunk. Yep. No dramas at all. Like, like, straight into the bunk. No dramas at all. Go to bed. Has it got a microwave and a cooler bar? Oh, hang on, what kind of fancy? You know, under the event, this thing. This is the oh, fucking suit. Very fancy one. We can ring up old mate Dave and put a cooler bar on it pretty quick. No, it's got a heater cooler on it. It just hasn't got a cooler bar or a microwave. You don't need it when you're only sleeping for seven hours minimum straight. Yeah, you don't yeah. want to get that wrong again. And when you're in a motel room, you don't need that either. <laughs> well, you won't be because I want you to get back up and keep driving the next day. So you've oh. plenty of opportunities to see Australia. Plenty. Man, plenty. you know, yeah, we were like talking it. the other night, Yogi, and um, <laughs> <laughs> you, were, you were happy in your own little bubble there of owner-driver, driving around doing whatever you want. <laughs> and, yeah. and you said you said to me and Paul, I'd love to try this allocator's role. Yeah, I did. I did. I did. I did. I did. You're an idiot. That's right. <laughs> no, I, I, I just, that but, was the thing that just went through my brain. You're an idiot. That, straight now, away. Now you're talking about, oh, I'll just shove someone in my truck and they can sleep in a stinking heat somewhere. It's all right because it's got a double yeah. bunk. Right. And it's a 900. Yeah. yeah and it's a 900. And, yeah. yeah. And, and it's got two bunk doors. Oh, two bunk doors. Oh, that makes all the difference, doesn't it? It actually does make all the difference because the wind will blow straight through there. Yeah, because yeah, it's and, like, and does it have the, but does it have the fly meshes so that the mosquitoes can't come and meet you? Yeah, you got that. Uh, cannot confirm on the night, but I'll make you through. I'll get, I'll get, I'll get a proper like that. I've got one on mine. I'll, I'll flick that. That's a terrible one, but I've got my maid like your like your security door. So, so do you reckon the the bunk doors on a one hundred and four? Are the same as a 900? Yeah, they are. Are you going to tell me one? Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Well, I've got mosquito nets for that. Oh, I want the bunker. I've, I've also got a cool net. bar too, <laughs> which makes it cool. I, I, no, right, okay. I want, to, you know, me being in my late 40s, I want the challenge of being an allocator. Mm. It's yeah. come up in conversation. I, I don't know what I would, but what led on to other conversations. But I'll, I reckon I'd like the challenge of being an allocator, but I don't know if I'd like the challenge in this day and age. You really, you realise that allocators are no one's friend. Everyone hates the allocator. Mm. Yeah, the drivers hate them because they, you know, they they always end up stuffing things up. The customers hate it because they can never get what they want. No one is happy. You cannot, it, it's impossible to keep right. everyone happy, but it's incredibly easy to piss everyone off. Oh. <laughs> well, maybe they're driving, they're not. 
Oh, you do, you do realise, though, mate. Well, tonight, I'm going to whether you or not. You do that we've talked about driver retention and recruitment and all that sort of stuff, and oh. the drivers leave management. They don't leave jobs. They oh, just tell them. There's no driver shortage. There's plenty of drivers. <laughs> we'll be fine. They're falling off trees. You can just get them all over the place. So apparently we are Saturday night, not Wednesday night. <laughs> no, I'm just, no, I'm just, I'm just enjoying the performance. Now you're yelling into opportunity. your microphone, Michael. Yeah, yeah my job opportunities are going to happen. Yeah. I'm, just, I'm just enjoying the performance. So how much older do you feel today, Michael, that's your birthday? Yeah. How much older do I feel? Yeah. It's like, uh, it says 22 outside, but it feels like 38. Yeah. So it's, you feel uh, like you're 38, Mike? Or? No, I actually, like, I, I, was, I was talking to my brother about this the other day. Mm-hmm. And, you know, I'm, well, I'm just at 61 today, right? And I don't feel any different to what I, well, I feel different to what I felt last year because this time last year I was in terrible pain with a busted shop, like a chopper and that. Yeah. But but I don't feel you know, I don't I don't feel old until I look at myself in the mirror and I go, geez, who's that old bastard? And I feel like I'm twenty five. Until I go and try and do something I could have done easily when I was twenty five and I realise that it now hurts. Mm. Like when you, you when you lie down and have to get back up again. Well you can I can mate, I can I can get a crick in my neck just from sneezing wrong. It's ridiculous. Mm. Um it's uh it's, uh, you know, the truck drivers and, you know, doing the sort of things. I mean, I've, I've abused my body over the years, you know. It, it does and, happen, uh, though. Like, as a, as a driver, um, you know, we, we look at retirement ages of people and we talk about the life of, of engines and trucks and, you know, you say, well, when, when do you need a rebuild or or whatever? Um there's there's a big difference between working in a job where you all you've ever done is um, nine to five Monday to Friday, or being mm. an interstate truck driver where you know the real the rewards are great, but instead of working a forty hour week, you've probably worked an eighty hour week. Mm. So retirement oh, oh. probably comes around a little quicker um, yeah. because you're just actually broken. You're yeah, well, yeah. old and tired and 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 need a rest. Well, I can tell you now, all I need, I, I need, I need an chassis rebuild and good lube job. That's what I need. Well, yeah, some grease people in your knee. Mm, That's right. Yeah, but that, that'll be any. Yeah, but in saying that, maybe you should have been putting some good grease in there to start with. In Oh, Danny, don't start. Don't yeah, that's deep, isn't it? You know, maybe you should have looked after in your 30s, mate. Maybe you should have well, better in your you, you know, we've, you, all you we've all done Maybe we shouldn't be like you. We should learn from you. At, at the end of the day, you know, all these people that, you know, they go, they have all their great diets and they're all vegan and they're all in fantastic shape, right? Are they, they, all, they all end up, at the end of the day, mate, we all end up in the same place. I don't want to be the best preserved body in the coffin. How's that? <laughs> you know, I, I mean, everyone, it I'll makes me what, laugh, you know. 
but you see these you see these videos on on YouTube, right, and, and other places, and they talk they show you the lungs of a smoker for thirty years, and they're all black and shriveled and all that sort of crap, and then they'll show you a set of healthy lungs. And I'm thinking to myself, well, the obvious point here, mate, is that if I'm looking at your lungs and they're outside your body, you are dead. <laughs> Great set of lungs, awesome. I'm happy for you, right? Mm. But you're still dead, right? There's, so there's what a, else was there? There's a little bit of a point to that, I suppose, as in... There is a point to it. Live, live your life to the best. <laughs> you know, and there's no point. I mean, I, 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 I drink a little bit more than I used to. Uh, but I don't smoke anymore. Yeah. Do you drink more though? Because now you've got some business partners who are really terrific people. Well, that's right. I I I've I, I fallen in with a bad crowd. Mm. Yeah, 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 never test you ever <laughs> at all ever. And I, I've fallen in with a bad crowd. <laughs> yeah, I'm taking eating bad food. And, oh, you're on it. Yeah, you know, but but at the same time, you know that there are there are projects now that we're we're doing that I'm very passionate about. It's giving me a little like a level of excitement that. Never existed before. So everything in life's a balance. Mm. It is, I mean, though, yeah. and, and I think I've, I've sort of mentioned this on the radio before about where you find a point in your life, what, what am I doing, where am I at? Yeah. And, and I know mine is, um, you know, help, helping others help themselves and that, that might sound corny or stupid or whatever, but it, it's actually something that... that Enables me to wake up every day and and do what I do. So, you know, we we we've as a as a group here, like um, the three of us and our our lovely partners. You know, we we do have a, a one a one drive thing here, and that's that we want we want to make the, the use of our roads better for everybody. So so we're all here to share it. And, and care, but we need to change the culture on how we act on the roads so that we all um, can do that without, you know, wanting to hate one another. Yeah, well, I honestly think that we, we should come clean with the audience and tell them that we're working on a project which, you know, by the end of this year, I hope, will see us making a significant step in that direction it, and we want people to come with us. Yeah, it will. You know, um, and uh, you know, we've worked what, with, you know, what, what I want to change in the mindset is I was out at uh, Endale Road out the other day, I know a little fire outside you know, and people were, were stuck in Endale, stuck in Endale for a mere 11 minutes, and they were going batshit crazy. Mm, yeah, yeah, as to what do we actually do now? And 11 minutes, the owners of the road out for telling me. 10 to 11 minutes, and the fire is coming down and, and guided them through the smoke, and they got out the other side. But they were going to spot themselves out there. So, how can you be out there? Now, out there on that barrier highway, you're out there driving. There's a lot of open place. How, how do you change that way of thinking? Like, mm. why can't you just stop and smell the roses for five minutes at Endale? Have a coffee. Yeah. yeah. Why do we need to go back to your crazy? Yeah, yep. but it, but it's something in, in as most people in society now that they expect everything to happen like right now, like it's it's buy something online and it's there like in five minutes. But on the road, everyone's become so impatient to, to believe that they're the only one that needs to get to work or 
you know, even, even in, in the transport industry, you know, I'm the only one that's got this important load to deliver or a caravaner who thinks if I don't get to the caravan park by three o'clock, you know, my whole world's destroyed. You know, five minutes, ten minutes here, there, d- d- does it really make a whole lot of difference? Some people it does. <coughs> but it should, yeah, I don't understand. But it shouldn't. Yeah. So, yeah. Yeah, I'm parked up. I've got an hour to drive. I can't wait for one. Yeah, so. <laughs> but where are you now, Yogi? You're, you're quite happy. You're, you're sitting there. You, oh, yeah. you, you know what the situation is, and um, nothing, nothing will change well, how it I'll is. I'll get home fresh tomorrow night. It won't be good thing because you're all going to have a shower and a shave and clean clothes on tomorrow. Always the rule. Shower, shave, clean clothes. I'm home fresh. Never walk in the door. Unshaven, tired, and grumpy. Oh, no, shit, I do that all the time. Unshaven. Well, change your attitude. I like, no, I like, well, okay. <laughs> no, I, like, I like to get home. I, I mean, I, I don't, I, I often don't shower when I'm, when I go, when I'm away. But see, right now I'm only away for two days or two or three days at a time. Two days at a time, really, overnight, basically. Yeah. Uh, drive down to Melbourne, sleep, load, come home, you know. Maybe, maybe sleep in the truck. And unload, but it's like two nights at the most. So at right now, on the jobs I'm doing right now, historically it's been longer than that, right? Yeah. But you know, so I I I don't shave while I'm well, I don't shave because I just don't need to. Yeah, I've never 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 grown the big beard like some guys. But you know, I like to come home and have a shower in my you know, and and a bath or it's not a bath, sorry, a shower at home, and uh, have a feed in that when I get home. I you know, I, I just sort of feel that for me that works better. Uh, it doesn't work for everyone, of course. But uh, this one yeah, that works. Yeah, I left Boxing Day. Well, you left you left Boxing Day. After Boxing Day, yeah. but it's now the sixth of January. So you've been away for what ten days? Yeah, 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 yeah. Ten, ten days. Yeah. yeah. So, uh, yep, ten days. Left on the Wednesday. Wednesday morning early, and then uh, yeah, in uh, Brisbane Sunday, out sort of Monday, wait for the curfew, Wednesday, yep. Home. And I'll get home tomorrow night. I've got a, yeah, I've got to unload in Albany, then I'll go back sort of via home and we'll go back into home tomorrow afternoon. So should be walking to the door about this time tomorrow night, I would imagine. Yeah. yeah. And, then, and then, you're, then you're off for a couple of days, aren't you? No, nah, two or three days work. Yeah. And then I'm on Wednesday morning. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, well, I just have a couple of emails and a couple of jobs come through, so I'll knock them out real quick and then uh, move a couple of shampoos and, um, and then, yeah, go down the coast for a couple of weeks. Yeah, well, I get to go and, I get to go and enjoy the cardiologist next Thursday. I haven't got any work until then. Uh, yeah. Yeah, 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 well, yeah, and that, yeah, you know, we've all been in that predicament where you sort of got a thing you've got to tick, a box that's got to be ticked. Um, yeah, well, it definitely it, plays on my line. My line when I they go and have a blood pressure test at the my uh, uh, what's the roadworthy? <laughs> what do people do for roadworthy? Have a roadworthy medical, medical, yeah, yeah, medical. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, you're medical, you're human roadworthy, you're medical. Yeah. Going to have a roadworthy, you going to have a roadworthy. <laughs> Make sure that everything is right, uh, and it is. Okay. You know, your blood pressure is slightly elevated because you 
get the old white coat syndrome. It's not so, ideal. So when was your um, last roadworthy, Yogi, as a like uh, your, your, your well, personal roadworthy? Yeah, well, I went through all that crap with the vaccine there six or eight months ago. I suppose with multiple blood tests and checkups, and I think I had I had a one from my pilot. I was pilot one. Yeah, probably six or eight months ago. Somewhere around that vicinity. Yeah. Mm. Yeah. 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 So I, I, I got five years fit for that, and I got a five year clearance from the heart doctor and all that. So it was pretty good. Yeah, I, feel, I actually feel pretty cool about that. I was surprised. Um, and then, and then, uh, start losing a bit of weight. Good, and, I, and I feel I have slipped in the last couple of weeks. You know, I haven't jumped on the scales for a couple of weeks, but I was probably a kilo or two up to when I finished off. And then, uh, yeah, so I reckon I'd be probably, if, I, if I'm the same when I get home, I'd be very, very surprised. Mm. It gives a bit of a bugger. I can feel it myself, though, you know. I've let myself go. Talk about this bloody carnivore diet, you know. I actually haven't lost a lot of weight. I've only lost probably four or five kilos. Mm. But my body shape's changed. Yeah, you feel better in yourself. Well, I make the, I, I, I'm not as, you know, I've, I've sort of gone in a little bit on the belly. But, you know, you, you sort of, you, you, things have changed a little bit as far as, you know, I don't feel so, I'm still big, but I don't feel. Yeah, oh, I'll never change my frame. My frame will never change, no matter what I've got to gut or not. The frame is still going to have broad shoulders and going to be a big dude. It just is. I, it is. I, I saw a photo that was taken of, uh, I was sort of in the side of a photo that was taken about nine years ago, which I saw tonight. And uh, I still had my man boobs nine years ago, so there you go. Mm. Yeah, there you go. But yeah, like I found Mike in, like I went on the carnivore diet and and stuck to it, you know, pretty good up until Christmas time. And yeah, and over Christmas it just sort of introduced a couple of things. And I have found that you know, like bread and and, and obviously gluten is a problem to me. Yeah, which is something that I've I've never investigated before, but the way. Like the you know the gut issues I've had again over the last couple of days from eating a bit mm. of bread, um, but it helps you identify what's not quite right with with yeah. you. So, but well, not, I yeah. have lost a bit a fair bit of weight being on the carnivore diet, and yeah. I actually felt a lot better. And and even standing in the mirror, you, you actually looked. Yeah. You had it. Yeah. I was trimmer. It was you know. The, the bloat was gone and just a couple of days of, you know, just, just a couple of a bit of pizza here and a bread roll there. Yeah, it, it does have an effect. So yeah. it's helped me identify the things that are wrong. So, again, not saying yeah. carnival diets for everybody, but... Um, uh, I, I just found it the easiest to stick with, though, because I've, I've tried man shakes mm-hmm. and I hated that. That was terrible. Mm-hmm. Uh, for me, I didn't like those at all. I've tried counting the calories. It doesn't work. Go straight out the window as soon as I go up the road. Mm-hmm. Um, you, you know, for me, the carnival thing's been fairly easy to stick to. You can get bacon, eggs, and and sausages yep. and stuff everywhere. You know, everywhere, mm. even in the you know, even in the most ordinary roadhouse, you, you can get sausage, egg, and bacon. Yeah, you want to cook properly. So, yeah. Yeah. But have you noticed when you order it and you say no toast? Yeah. They still bring out tastes. No, well, you see, you've got to be a little bit more fortunate. Say, no, coke. Right, oh, you've got to put 
Oh, so it's like... Yeah, it's like, but that's that old dog. Not in chips. And if it comes out, like, do you eat the chips? Mm. Yeah, no, you, you've got to have a certain amount of discipline. Mm. But yeah. it's, it's easier yeah. to not eat the chips when they're not there. Um, yeah, it's just true. If they bring them yeah. out, it's like, oh, just... Cause I'll just have one or two. I'll they just have do, one. They, like, you know... I'll eat the crispy ones and believe me, we have one. Oil and salt <laughs> is tasty yeah. to anybody. So, yeah, yeah I suppose yeah. I'll maybe maybe be a bit more um, when you order. So, please no chips because I have a dietary problem and yeah. you're tempting me because I'm like a drug addict. It's all right. Yes. Yeah, but don't, don't don't let the devil out. I'm the same, mate. I, I I can't help it. I go to I go to Barnawapa, right? <laughs> you know that they do the best potato scallops at Barnawapa, right? Yeah, so you've got to have one. Well, I don't, mate, because I just don't. I I, I, I sort of just don't go oh. to the Bain Marie with a where the potato scallops are because if I know what I'm doing today, I'm pulled out of the Caltex at Norseman and I'm and I'm tired, right? So I'm at the end of a trip. Right, and I walked into the Caltex and I wanted a coffee. The coffee machine wasn't working, so I ended up yeah. with one of those punk brew ones. So, oh, that coffee, uh, that's not bad calories, they're not too bad. But they had potato cakes there, and I regretted every single decision of getting two once I bit into one. Mm. And they were disgusting, were absolutely they? terrible. I always Bobby. used to be pretty good there, mate. I, I used to get mate. my fuel there when I was working for GKR. We used to get our fuel at the Caltex at North. Yeah, terrible. Terrible. Really? Really? Yeah. Yep. Mm-hmm. on so many levels. Oh, well, there you go, mate. Yeah. So, there you go. we've come to 9.57 on Saturday night. Is it, my clock's slow. Yeah, we've had Mike's Hello, birthday. Baby. Mike's birthday. Happy birthday again, Mike. 40, 40, 40 was it? 40. Was, was, it was 40. I've just, life begins at 40. Bit of a bit what of a milestone. What is the new like getting old? Just get old. I want to get old. I'm happy. I'm, I'm happy. I'm obviously, I'm, I'm honestly happy. I, I think, I, I, I see people now that are, are past it, you know, in their 50s and things like that, and I think, dear God, you know, I've had so much more life than you, and my life's pretty good. I, I like my life. I do. Yeah, so, you know, so, you know, it's a privilege to get older, although it hurts more. Mm. <laughs> but we've, we've had some great milestones in what we do here. We've, um, yeah. you know, like our on-road media slash on-road radio get, slash. Get to talk to you two rat bags. I get to talk we're, to you two rat bags, so that's all right. Yeah, that's yeah. We're awesome. We are. What? So it's, it's, it's like nearly our first birthday. It is. You know, and yeah. I, I think... We, we've actually learnt to walk. We crawled there for a bit and we've learnt to walk. Yeah. So, you know. You both decided to sidetrack me with a magazine. Yeah, undo that. Yeah, I'll make a magazine. Oh, yeah, yeah, that's that our problem. We decided to sidetrack it. We just, <laughs> we just, oh, we all got locked in that meeting and yeah. somebody said we own it. You know what? I've got a very, very, very unusual truck for a rig of the month that's been entered. It is very, very, very cool. Something is a, unexpected. Is it a V8 cool. petrol Inter? <laughs> no. Single, is it, is it an E 
R-F. No, it's not an E-R-F. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But it's something nearly as exotic. Ooh. It's awesome. I'll tell you about it after the show. It's like a Western star or something. No, no. It's a little bit more exotic than a Western star. <laughs> <laughs> oh, is it one of those freight lines? No. <laughs> I've heard of them. They're a fuck, aren't they? There's one that there's one that I'm interested in. You know, the very it wasn't the very very last one built, but it was the last one sold. A freight liner, a freight liner, not the a freight liner Argosy, right? Yeah, it's a pretty cool looking bit of gear. Wasn't the last one built? It was the last one sold. Big truck, big truck. an interesting truck. It's a very very cool looking truck. Anyway, that's for. That's for the right day, mate. Wrap it up then, Craig. Wrap it up. It's 10, 10, Thanks very much for joining 10 us. P- 10 p.m. here in uh, in New South Wales. 9 yes, p.m. in Queensland. Time, 10 p.m. as well. 7 p.m. in WA. What's that make it in um, South Australia? Like 8.30 or something? Yeah. They're, no, they're stuck in the, no, stuck it's in the It's 9.30. Middle, 9 30. It? It's 9.30. It's 9.30 and it is 10 11.30 in Auckland. Where's that? New Zealand. Is that near Sydney? Oh. It is, just over the road. Or just Nor- the Norfolk Island. And Boston. Hey. Boston. No, Auckland is midnight. Is it? Is it midnight in Auckland now? Yeah, and Boston is 6am. Mm. Okay. Yeah. There you go. Well, thanks, you go. thanks for your time tonight, guys. Um, thanks again to Queensland Rail. Thanks again to Hubfleet, MacMaster, NTI. What else we got out there? Oh, great. Watch. There's the TBI. Thanks again, Thanks again, Transport, Health and Safety. There's, uh, uh, God, we're going to to try and list all of our sponsors. Let me go down. We've got uh, West Oz Customs. We've got Angle Assist. We've got VDAC. We've got Country Trucker Caps. We've got. Hubfleet Rent Journey, oh. On the Road Radio, Rentco Rig of the Month, TBI Monkey Spunk, you know, there mm. you go. There you go. Wow. The 900, he's throwing that in there. <laughs> oh, stop oh. it, right, I see it all. <laughs> right, guys. <laughs> we'll be back on Wednesday night. We've got well. uh, a couple more shows here. We're going to probably have a little break just before the Croyd Truck Show. Um, yeah. Probably midweek. We won't have a Wednesday night. Ah, mainly because a few of us will be travelling. and But yep. sometimes it's just nice for us to have a holiday as well. But And we are putting together, or I am trying to put together, we're going to work on it, but we're going to have all day Australian music on Australia Day. Mm. going to be awesome. Cool. All right, guys. And remember, if you can't be good, be spectacular.